He's oh, is he fifty now? Fifty-five. No, no, dog. Mommies, put your jeans up high and tight. Chris, Christina P is here. Oh my! I'm so honored that you did that. Oh, I even put it in the Instagram post. OMG! I can't believe it. I don't even know what it means. It's so, so, you don't. I still don't. I remember being on your show and I was like, "What does mommies mean? Why does everybody call you guys jeans?" It's silly. It's just stupid. It really started with like, "What's the dumbest thing we could call a show? Your mom's house." And then let's talk about jeans and mommies and. It's dumb. It's all but, about farts. It, but it's hilarious. I know. Like your your show is a very fun, silly show. You you yeah. guys like obviously have a good time. We have the best time. It it is like it's how Tom and I normally are, and then we just put microphones, which is good. Right. It's just stupid yeah. farts, and I don't know. I love it. I feel like too. I feel like we uh, we serve a demographic. Like okay, for instance, I was at the Rite Aid. I, I was gonna go use a toilet, and this guy stalking the shelves goes, Christina P. And I was like, yeah, how do you know? And he's like, I'm a mommy. And I was like, <laughs> this is fucking awesome. Like, this is, these are the people, like the people that are stalking yeah. shit and driving the trucks and like sitting in cubicles. And th- these, these are the podcasting world yeah. of, of humans. That yeah. People that are doing other stuff. Yeah. 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 So they're not like silly. watching a show. Like if you're watching a show for the most part, you're sitting down and watching it. But right. if you're like listening to a podcast, you're doing other stuff. Yeah. You're kind of cleaning the house, doing whatever yeah. and, you know, laughing and. But you guys put up uh, videos around. as well. Like, how much of your show is video? Like, uh, what, like, what percentage of your audience? Oh, oh, that's funny. Video stuff. What do you mean? Who watches yeah, the like YouTube, YouTube stuff? Like, what's the difference between like the YouTube audience uh, versus the audio? It's smaller. Yeah, I, yeah. The audio is the hardcores, and then isn't that interesting? The video is secondary. Yeah. Like a lot of people would have thought, no way. Like, video is always going to be seeing it is better because uh, it's an added element. Yeah, but I have a theory. It's because our show we play like. Uh, porno clips and fart <laughs> sounds and stuff that's not appropriate for the workplace. Oh, so right. if you've got YouTube on your earplugs, e- e- yeah. or your st- your speakers or whatever, and oh. then it's oh fuck me, and then you're gonna get fired from your job, dude. Throatzilla. It's better. It's yeah. Oh, remember her? Yeah. God damn. I can't believe Tommy met her. I know, and I was like texting him like, "Don't forget your family." <laughs> <laughs> You have a child with me. Don't forget. Like, like he would ever, you know. Yeah, I know. Can you imagine? Right? No, Oof. I can't. Oh. That's the craziest part. Yeah. But yeah, it's been a great show. And it's, you know, we have you to thank because you were the one that told us uh, to start it. I tell everybody to start it, though. Back can't, in the day. But you I'm got Johnny us, Appleseed. You, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, you should do a podcast. I've said yeah. that to 100 people, but luckily 50 of them listened. Yeah. You know, maybe well, thank God. 30, probably. But some of them are really good. There's some really good podcasts that have come out of my stupid stone suggestions. Are you kidding me? You're the the great motivator, the great challenger, the great beginner of fat shaming campaigns. <laughs> that and was sobriety. not me. I can't take credit for that. That fat shame was all Bert and Tom talking shit to each other. But that, the, but the, but then you came up with the the idea the to have the challenge. content, the yes. challenge. Yes, the weight loss contest. Well, we sat down, we tried to figure out what to do. You know, like we should, we should have like something fun, like some <laughs> sort of because. There's also an issue that's going on, like it's going on right now with Ari, and it was going on with them, where people on the outside think it's serious. And this is probably a good time to address this. Like people on the outside that think that we're actually mad at Ari, or that Ari is uh, actually like not good for his word. That's this is a, these are jokes, folks. We're fucking around. Yeah. You know. I mean, this is all just and so all you people that take it seriously, 
don't take anything serious unless we say this is serious. Don't take it seriously. Like all that bird is fat, Thomas fat stuff. They were we were having a great time with it. They were having fun with it. And the Ari's a Welcher stuff. That stuff is bullshit. All right, Ari's like for real one of the most honest guys I've ever met in my life. And for sure he wasn't excited about paying for those guys to go to fucking Europe for a soccer game. Right. That doesn't mean he wouldn't have honored his bet. But then it got complicated because I paid for the bet and I sent those guys to a basketball game. What was the game again? Cavs Warriors. Is that a big game? It was, yeah, for sure at the time. I don't understand. Do you get it? No. Do I get it? Go to a basketball game? Oh, it's the most boring thing in the world for me. Watch some guys throw a ball. Best players in the world are in those two teams. Oh, my goodness. Did they do really good at throwing the ball in the hole? (laughs) Really, really good at it. (laughs) Do you like sports at all, though? Really? I, I thought for sure. No. Not football? No, I get so bored. Oh, it's, it bores the shit out of me, too. <laughs> and and Tom's been trying to explain this shit to me for years. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, okay, they run five seconds and then the stop, and then and then comes the show after the show yeah, where what? the four white guys talk about the fucking game they just watched for two more hours. Yeah, what? And making the stupid jokes. <laughs> the Those bad, fucking white guys jokes. that do yeah. the fucking commentary, uh, they are the worst. <laughs> you can't find funnier people. That Skip Bayless, guys, that's his name? Oh. <laughs> like, could you imagine Who's being that? stuck on a plane with that guy right now? He just keeps talking to you with shit breath. Just, oh, God. Yeah, all the bad... Probably a nice the, guy. I shouldn't talk shit. I'm terrible, sure. I'm a terrible person. I'm sure. And they're all, you know, dogs. They're all bad-looking dudes. Yeah, well, Old. you know what? I like terrible, boring things, though. I like... I watch... <laughs> I watch professional pool. I watch <laughs> hunting shows. Like my wife comes home and she looks at our DVR. She's like, "What the uh, fuck is wrong with you? This is uh, the DVR: kickboxing, <laughs> MMA, uh, bow hunting, bow hunting, bow hunting, yeah. bow hunting. You yeah. know, like uh, cr- real crime stories. Like, That's Tommy. She's like, yeah. what the fuck is wrong with it's you? Like murder, killing, <laughs> killing, punching, murder. <laughs> it's all. It's like most of it though is hunting. I'm so obsessed with hunting. Like most of like my DVR is like these bow hunting shows. But that's your jam. So that's your hobby. And and are you watching it for tips and yes and stuff? Like well, you watch fucking... it to figure out what to do in certain situations, which seems ridiculous. Like we just shoot the animal. What the fuck? Get near it, shoot it. <laughs> it's it's one of those things that on the outside it looks like very simple, but on the inside it's very complex. Of that's how everything. Yeah. Okay, like surfing. You oh go, yeah. Oh, that's super easy. No, it no. ain't. That's like the hardest fucking thing in the world to learn to do. Have you ever seen an indoor one? No. Dude, they what have these mean, indoor ones. Bro? They have them in Austin, bro. You get on a surfboard and you, you can go on it for like 10 minutes. Get like out. They say it's an amazing way to get good because you, you don't have to wait for waves. Uh-huh. It's a machine. So there's this huge pool. You get in there with a surfboard and you surf like fucking crazy and you just keep it. doing it. And you don't have to paddle, paddle, paddle right. out, turn the fucking board around. Right. And then, <laughs> Well, it's also, you. It's I would imagine you're developing those stabilizer muscles, yeah. right? Like I was talking um, to uh, uh, guys that have, look at that. Oh, I love it. Isn't I love insane? this stuff. Like, look, you just surf around and you get used to like balancing. So this would, it would be a good way. I don't like that guy. Mm. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding, buddy. Good, Fuck that guy. I don't like his face. Yeah. It would be a good way to uh, develop all those weird mu- Like that's one yeah. of the things that you realize when you start doing yoga is mm. that there's all these weird muscles that you didn't know that were weak. Like these weird stabilizer muscles in your feet. Like the number one thing that bothered me when I first started doing yoga is my feet. My feet would give out before anything. I was like, this is so weird. Mm. They would just give out. 
Your ankles, you mean? No, my feet, like the heel, like the, Uh because you're standing on one foot and you're balancing, so your foot has to kind of like do all this like, you know, like adjusting, and while that's happening, like my foot's like getting fatigued, like the arch of my foot starts hurting and I have to put it down. Damn. Yeah, that's like, took me a long time to get past that. So now, were you a huge fan of hot yoga before you came up with this challenge? Yes. Yeah. I've okay. been doing it for a few years now. now I've what... been doing it pretty seriously for two years. Mm-hmm. I did it on and off for a couple of years before that, but I got real serious about two years and two months ago. I just okay. started doing it every week. Now, what's the benefit of the heat? Co- uh, heat shock proteins. There's uh, the, uh... And this is, hasn't been proven, but there's a study they're doing right now, I think at Harvard, about this because... It's been proven that sauna, there's a, a woman that I have on the podcast all the time. She's brilliant. Her name is Dr. Rhonda Patrick, mm-hmm. and uh, she's like one of my favorite people. And her, um, she's done a bunch of work on saunas. She's kind of obsessed with um, cryotherapy, cold shock proteins, and heat shock proteins. And your body has a response to extreme heat and extreme cold by producing these anti-inflammatory cytokines. And when you go into a hot sauna, I think it's four times a week, if you could do it four times a week, it reduces mortality amongst all causes by 40%. No shit. Stroke, heart attack, cancer, everything. And it's because most of the issues that people have health-wise stem from inflammation. Mm -hmm. And it's inflammation from sugar, poor diet, Mm -hmm. but it's uh, you can mitigate a lot of that inflammation with sauna. And um, I think yoga mimics the sauna because it is so fucking hot in the room, right? The room is 105 degrees. And then once you start exercising, your body's through the roof. I mean, I am like a lot of times I'm doing poses and I have my arms straight out and I'm watching water just pour out of my body onto the ground. I don't have a shirt on, right? So it's not like it's coming out of of a wet shirt. It's just pouring off my body, drip, 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 just squeezing all the water out of my body. And I drink... A large 64-ounce bottle of water filled yeah. with ice during the entire class. So in that 90-minute class, I'm 64 ounces of water. Yeah. So there's a tremendous amount of uh, stress on your body from that heat and from the poses themselves. And so uh, I would like to f- see what happens when the results of this study come back because I think they're going to show probably a similar effect to like the anti-inflammatory markers in the blood that uh, you see from sauna. That's, I did not know that. Yeah, sauna's amazing. If you can get a sauna, like, near your I house. I want one. We were just talking about yeah. it this morning, man. They sell uh, them that you can, like, install a small one. Like, the new studio has a sauna. Okay. Dude, you can come on over anytime. Okay, I'm come do your sauna. That's so crazy. Yeah, yeah I'm on that uh, primal diet. I've been doing it oh, since Mark I... Oh, Mark Sisson's diet? Yeah. For, like, I don't know, almost a year now. And amazing. That's, that's the big thing. She says, my trainer, I take Pilates. She says, it's the inflammation. It's the inflammation. You mm. don't want to be inflamed. Yep. Yep. Like, oh. Yep. Now I see. I got it from a woman once. She told me, um, she's a trainer, and she said, uh, and she was talking to me about back issues, uh, p- issues that people have. Mm. And she goes, one of the, this is going to sound really weird, but one of the best ways that we figured out how to help people with back issues is uh, get them to go on a gluten-free diet. And mm. I was like, what? And this, this was like a few years back. I was having like some neck problems. And she was, I was like, a gluten-free diet, why? And she's like, well, gluten causes inflammation in a lot of people. Mm. I was like, oh, that sounds like some new age hippie <laughs> bullshit, right? So then I started looking into it, and then I realized, like, oh, there's something to this. And then I'm like, oh, it's not just gluten. It's actually refined carbohydrates mm-hmm. and refined sugars and all that stuff. But gluten, too. You know, um, Maynard from Tool, do you know that dude? 
Uh, Keenan? I know, but I know who Tool is. He's awesome. He's a good, really good dude. But he, he also has his own vineyard and a, and a restaurant in Austria. You ever do one in Austria's? I didn't, uh, know, I didn't know until no. he told me. Yeah. It's a small restaurant that serves like small plates. It's like sort of like tapas. That's like a similar like type Italian thing. Like right? Italian tapas. I don't know. But anyway, he has, um, they serve pasta that is heirloom pasta. Oh. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? He's like, we'll use heirloom wheat. Because the wheat that they used to sell, like wheat that people used to grow, like way back in the early days, was much more low yield. And so the same thing that people have done to tomatoes and mm -hmm. a lot of the things by making them more robust, when they um, did this to wheat, they, they made a much higher yield wheat. So if you have an acre of wheat, you get much more wheat out of it, but it has much more complex glutens in it, and it's more difficult for your body to process. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I noticed when we went to Italy is I was uh, eating pasta over there, and it didn't give me this horrible brick in my stomach feeling. <laughs> right, you feel like you want to die. Yeah, afterwards. Like, why is this? Why is it different? And he was explaining. He's like, your body is struggling to process this modern gluten, this oh. modern wheat. But he sells this stuff that's heirloom, just sort of like those ugly tomatoes, those delicious heirloom mm -hmm. tomatoes. I love yeah. those. Same thing. That's what a tomato used to be like. Mm. They used to be this. Like weird, funky looking, but mm -hmm. super delicious, almost like a fruit. Oh, you know? yeah. You know, I don't even eat pasta. I haven't had it in like a year. Like, you know, every now and then I have a, a nibble. But the thought of eating a bowl of it now, it's repulsive. Like just that <laughs> empty, there's no nutrition. I know. Right? There's nothing in it. It's just dog shit, and it's going to turn to slop on your body, you know? Yeah. And I, I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I used to love it. It's gross. I eat it every now and then. I still eat it. I ate it the other day. I made sausage and... I uh, put uh, pasta, like, the, I bought some of that Italian pasta. Yeah, the some, real deals. Yeah, the real deal. You get it, I think it's called double zero wheat is uh -huh. the, the type that they have. Yeah, that's what it is. And uh, you can get it from Italy. Like, get it on Amazon.com. Nice. Yeah, because oh. yeah. Yeah, uh, I order eggs that are, like, super organic, fancy Dude, ones, I got to give you eggs. Oh, do you have chickens? Yeah, yeah. Oh, give eggs. man, I yeah, want chickens. Yeah, i some fresh eggs. Yeah, I love that. Hey, you guys have a nice yard. You should get a, get a little chicken coop. That's ah! the next. <laughs> I thought it was Jamie. That was good. No. Uh, but yeah, I uh, I want to get chickens. Yeah. Because I like, you know, in Europe, the, the yolks are nice and bright orange. Dark. Yeah. They yeah. shouldn't be yellow. No. It's really nasty, dude. No. That's why you see vegetarian-fed chickens. Like, uh, they don't want that. Chickens want bugs and worms and beetles and mice. Right. They, they're little monsters. They're nasty. Yeah, they're nasty little they're frickers. They're nasty shit. But it's such a good deal. Like, you give them food, you let them roam around your yard, they pluck at the grass and they eat bugs, and, you know, and they give you eggs. It's like a super sweet deal. Now, do they shit everywhere? Everywhere. Yeah. You have a dog? You have a dog, right? You've got two dogs. Okay, your dog's going to eat all the chicken shit. It's <laughs> fucking gross. Marshall goes in the, in the yard and just goes on a chicken shit, yeah. like, Easter egg hunt. It's so it's, gross. It's the circle of life, right? You see him just <laughs> gobbling up chicken turds. You're like, dude, you're so nasty. It's a nasty dog. And then he wants to run over and kiss you. Yeah, of course. And then does he sleep in your bed, too? No fucking way. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, Where does no. the doggy sleep? He sleeps in his dog bed. Oh, in your room, though? No. No, no, no. no Somewhere no. else in the house. No, he sleeps in my office. Oh, okay. He's got a little dog bed. He's got a sweet little setup. Is yeah. <laughs> this is the puppy you just got. Yeah, he's uh, 11 months now. Oh. He's a big boy now. He's full grown. Uh, golden Retrievers, they, they get to be like full grown pretty quick. He's the sweetest dog. They're he's so awesome. Nice. They're such great dogs. They're so, so loving and, and they're such Super good smart. family dogs. Yeah. yeah. And he's really smart. You know, like he, he just, he gets it. 
You know, like you can talk to him. Like, come here, buddy. Like he just comes. He like gets he, he gets it. it. He's like Aww. the communication with him is very simple. You know, yeah. and he's just like always happy. You know, he's just a big sweetie. Yeah, they have a good demeanor. Those dogs. Yeah. yeah. Really but they're, peaceful. Can he chill alone or does he need to be with a person? No, he chills alone. He's like, you know, Whatever. I can just go, hey, bro, why don't you just go chill out in the backyard? <laughs> and he goes out in the yard. <laughs> he goes swimming by himself, which is kind of hilarious. Like the, the pool's there yeah, and he I've just heard they do flies that. through the air and dives in the water by himself. <laughs> and then as he's, what's, what's really silly is as he's swimming, he's paddling and he creates these splashes and he tries to bite them. <laughs> so it's splash. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, it's so silly. It's so silly. I love doggies. Yeah, they're great. I want a whole, I want like 10 of them. I have these little shit dogs. These They're called Brussels Griffon. That's my breed. They look like pugs, but with more fur. And they're just so stupid and I love them. But they always want to be next to you. They always want to snuggle. Of course. You're I nice. Like I am, yeah. Yeah, they want to be near nice. You're nice with <laughs> Why wouldn't they I'm be? Very sn- I'm very yeah. snuggly. I know, I like that shit. Why wouldn't you be? I know. I don't, you know, people that don't like dogs, like, uh, what don't you like about them? That yeah. they're sweet, that they're loving. Yeah. And they're stoked to see you all the time. There's a weird thing, though, with people that only like dogs and don't like people. It's like, oh, that's too much. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, your personality probably sucks, man. <laughs> <laughs> the the person know? that's strictly dog, mm. is that what you mean? Yeah, they go, yeah, they go, yeah, yeah. I'd just, rather be around dogs than no, people. No, that's fucked up. Mm, okay. That's a therapy problem. You yeah. know what the next step is? Horse people. <laughs> Fuck I judge horse. horse people. There's horse people in my neighborhood. I judge them. <laughs> uh, I I don't I don't like horses. Yeah. Fuck them. I don't want to ride them. I don't like them. Uh, they smell bad. I mean, mm. they're pretty from don't a distance. Don't tell that to Whitney. No, I know. I see her on Instagram. She Whitney's loves those so, fucking. Horses. She loves her horse. What is she? What do they love so much about these horses? <sighs> Whitney's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. She's very smart. Like yeah. one of the smartest people I've ever met. But yeah. she's fucking insane in a good yeah. way. But but like. She has so much information. Every time I talk to her, I have to Google something. I'm like, what? What does oh, she know about? That? Tell me, Everything. tell me. God yeah. damn it. Weird. Yeah. She, t- she told me about weird violent sports that I didn't even know existed. <laughs> um, one of the things she was telling me is why people have a fear of public speaking. This is something that she said the last time she was on the podcast. And I said, why? And she's like, because in the past, when you spoke in public, it was because you were trying to make a case for your survival. Oh, wow. That's interesting. That they were looking at you like you fucked up. And there's a big group of people judging you. I was like, oh. That's interesting. I would think it's fear of alienation from the pack. It's the mm. same reason people are afraid of success. It's because you don't want to lose your connection to the tribe because it separates yeah. you from the tribe. Well, as Shame. a comic, don't you notice yeah. that when people get to be a certain level of success, there's some of them, like some of them, <clears throat> some of them just stay cool and they just hang no matter what. Like Ron White. Ron White is always just hanging yeah, out. Yeah, right? right? And he's about as big as he get. I mean, Ron White has sold out fucking arenas, right? <laughs> Crazy. But, you know, you hang with Ron. He's like, hey, man, what's going on? You know, you <laughs> want a drink? He gives you a hug and he's the best, right? But like some people, they get insulated and they get weird and yeah. then they lose touch with everybody and then their comedy suffers. Yeah. Well, because you can't be removed from the world to talk about the world. It doesn't really work that way does it no but i think people how do you stay normal well <clears throat> i don't know like how do you stay normal you're super successful just i think I, one of the reasons is because i do a lot of other shit like the yoga yeah i think doing yoga like it's difficult doing jujitsu bow hunting bow hunting is one of the hardest things i've ever done it's fucking hard yeah. it's super difficult super difficult to get accurate super intense pressure on the line when you have to execute a shot on a living creature and then, you know, just to get obsessed with the whole, the methodology behind it and all the technique and all the, and learning and studying it and just, I get obsessed with things. So 
by mm. doing things I suck at, mm-hmm. like yoga, mm-hmm. bow hunting, and jujitsu, you get more humble. You know, I suck less at jujitsu than I do with other things, but I still suck in comparison to people that are really good. That's really interesting. I like that because I started baking. And ah, <laughs> there you go. Very domestic. Uh, and I suck at it. Yeah. I'm fucking terrible at but it. You have to think. But I have to think and I'm learning and I it's for the thrill and the joy of doing it. It's not it's not result oriented. And I think that's the difference between hobbies and career, right? Yeah. There's no who gives a shit. Like it, there's no results that need to happen with you in bow hunting. If they happen, great. If not, whatever. But it's for the enjoyment of the activity versus like results, you know, like, oh, why should I play the piano? I'm not going to get to Carnegie Hall. Well, who cares? Like, you don't have to. <laughs> right. Who says you have to get to Carnegie Hall? Just enjoy the activity. Yeah. The hobby. Well, and, God and, damn it. and being obsessed with the process of learning. Yeah. Because you're, yeah, you're yeah. a beginner. Whereas yeah. opposed to like if you're some mega celebrity superstar comedian that sells out giant arenas, you're not you're not a beginner, man. I mean, yeah. you're. And if that's all you do, if all you do is something you're awesome at and everybody loves you and you go out, what's up, everybody? Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, like there's a weird disconnect that happens with people and you see it with certain comics. I mean, you see a clear progression in their stardom and their act falling apart. Right. What, so, but, and that is because of the loss of touch with mm-hmm. reality and what's normal in the world. And Also, you get too fucking comfortable. Right, complacency. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and you start believing that you're awesome. Right. You know, you're not you, the, the self-critical aspect of you know analyzing your act, going over yeah. with a fine-tooth comb. Like <clears throat> when you just did this special, right? I'm sure you must have yeah. spent a lot of time like combing every every yeah. every word mattered, every sentence yeah. mattered, every joke mattered. That's yes. why you're really good. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the whole thing. Like you right. have to right. fucking hate yourself. I so much. <laughs> so much. <laughs> Right, so much. It's the worst. I'm so glad you said that because, because uh, I, 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 you know, like I said, I, I told you before we wrote, like October 9th, I was just some douchebag who sold 200 tickets in Portland, and I'm still that person. But I'm saying, like uh, October 10th, 108 million people now have yeah. access to my stamp card. Yeah, it's a bit of a mind fuck. But the good news is, I'm still self-loathing enough to be like, yeah. you got to grind. Like you still, I'm still going to go to the comedy store. Sure, work out this next hour, and it's always the work of it. But you do have to fucking hate. You can't believe the hype that you're great. No. Well, That's you, you know. Bad. You know all the various incarnations your act has gone through and each bit has gone through. When someone comes to see you, they're like, we're going to go see Christina. I'm with the mommies. <laughs> and they see you and it's the first time hearing all the material and they love it. Like, oh, my God, it was fucking amazing. Yeah. You know better because yeah. you know you've gone through it all and you picked it apart. And, you know, I always tell people, like, God. I'm not I'm not like the biggest fan of me. Like, I don't. I just. I think I can do better. It's like, no matter how much well, I murder, it's oh, like of your of your comedy. Yeah, you're so, it. and you're like one of the most thoughtful, thought provoking, funny, articulate. Like, you know what I mean? You're, yeah. you're really deep and good. Oh, I've known myself too well. Ah, <laughs> I'm shit. not buying it. I'm not buying it. You're like, I, I don't believe. <clears throat> yeah, you can't. You can't. Yeah. That's what I was talking to Tom about. That's so funny. This morning too, we we're walking, and I was like. I think that's how you you keep your career is if you 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 struggle as though it was the first. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you you don't think you're all that. Do stuff that you're sucking at too. 
Yeah. Do, do, do the baking, do the the hot yoga, do Pilates. Pilates <laughs> is very underrated. Fucking, it kicks my ass. I hate it. Yeah. I don't like to exercise, but after I had my kid, I was like, I don't want to be brittle right. and hunched over and, yeah. and shitty at 50. Like, I, I'm looking to 50. And Pilates <laughs> is like a core thing, right? Yeah. Like, works your whole core. And that's the thing that the people yeah. don't think about. It's like a, a hip word to use, like core. Right. Working my core. What is that? Like, what is that? I don't know yeah. what that was. But it, what it really means, what you really got to work, is not just your muscles like your thighs or your arms, but work the stuff that keeps you upright. Yeah. All those muscles that stabilize your back, all those muscles that allow you to have good posture. Oh, yeah. All those muscles that keep your discs from compressing. Yeah. Like all, and that's one of the things that yoga does. It stretches you out and Pilates. i got to get back into yoga. I, go I watch you go that. with Tommy. Yeah, I'm going to go. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. when I had a kid, I, it fucked up. I got the sciatica. Because you know your your uh, body literally splits in half. Your mm -hmm. pelvis is two two bones, right, that come apart, and the baby comes out, and then it has to heal. Oof. So I'm two years postpartum, and and it's just now kind of coming back. That's crazy. But yeah, dude, it's been like it's it's brutal. I'm sure being 39 or 40 when I had a baby probably wasn't you know helpful. Either, yeah. But, but that Pilates, it kicks my and I'm bad at it too. I suck at Pilates, I, and I'm I, I make fun of myself the whole time. I'm like, do I have perfect form? Am I the best at this you've ever seen? Like, <laughs> but I, you still do it. Yeah, you still fucking push yourself. Well, doing things that you God. suck at, I think is is giant for anyone doing anything, because I think that if you get you get to certain levels of proficiency at things, uh, you can get lost in that thing. And I think one of the best ways, especially maybe I don't, maybe I'm just looking at it in terms of creative endeavors, because like stand up obviously is so dependent upon your ideas, so dependent upon creativity, that one of the best ways for me to have other thoughts other than like just my immediate act and doing shows and travel, you know, like that's the worst thing that happens to comics, right? They start doing airplane jokes because they're on airplanes all the time yeah. and hotel jokes and yeah, yeah. they just lose their perspective, right? Yeah. Do other shit. Like, yeah, live a life. Yeah, live a life and do stuff that's fucking hard. Yeah. You know, have some struggle so that the stand-up struggle doesn't seem that... Stand-up is the easiest fucking part of my day. Right. It, it, after, you know, yeah. doing it for 14 years, yes. Yeah. <laughs> or however after long yoga you... <laughs> and running and oh, all the right. different shit I do, the stand-up part is the easiest part. You know, it's so interesting, too. I was thinking about, uh, you know, I've been, I've been doing it for 14 years before I got this first special. And I was, like, thinking about... Oh, the crazy shit you go through to to be a comic and like the horrible positions I, I put myself like as a, as a woman too it's especially fucked up because yeah. you're like a feature act and you're staying in like motels where the door faces the fucking parking lot and you're, you're doing some hibachi grill and some weirdo's gonna try to pay you with a a fur coat instead of money <laughs> this week and you're like who like what kind of sickness was i in in my 20s and 30s where i thought that was okay you know well, you really would only do it when That's you're young crazy. Like, yeah if you wanted to start that right now it would be such a grind like guys like, like dean you. del rey yeah like give it up to that guy that yeah. guy didn't even start doing stand-up to he was like i think he was like 46 or some crazy He's shit that like old? that dean's in his 50s no yes he looks great looks great you know why he looks great? He looked like shit just a few years ago. <laughs> he uh, he got off sugar completely. Oh, that's right. He was eating candy all day. He had like a real sugar problem. And he went to the doctor and the doctor said, hey, bro, you're going to get fucking diabetes. You are right now oh, pre-diabetic. He's like, see this? Look at your blood. You see, they showed him the blood markers. I'm like, you're on the way. Like, you are right now officially pre-diabetic. What do you do? 
And he's like, well, I eat gummy bears and shit. And, hey, man. I can't do this. I can't do his voice either. Hey, I'm eating gummy bears, man. <laughs> he would eat candy all day long. Oh, that's crazy. Isn't so it bad. Dull? So bad for that you. That sugar is the worst for you. That's the fucking devil right there. That is there. the devil. Yeah. But they say your body doesn't really differentiate between fruit and candy. I, I had a trainer. Crazy? I had a trainer that called it nature's candy. Ooh. He's like, uh-uh, fruit, nature's candy. Is it a black guy or a country okay. guy? I don't know. It's a fucking, Where do you live? <laughs> some guy at Gold's <laughs> From Wyoming. <laughs> he used to live with cowboy boots on. Don't be eating that nature's candy. Here, nature's have, candy. Your, have yourself a wheat biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he was like a miner. Yeah. Oh, fucking, I don't know. Yeah, he, he was telling me about nature's candy, the evil of it. And I was like, that's true. It's just fucking sugar. It's, yeah, but it's, it's so good. Thing. Like, I, I had know. mango the other day. Oh, so delicious. Yeah. Nice ripe mango. They make you shit, it. too. Yeah. Do they? Makes me shit. That's uh-huh. that's like lightning. You know what makes me shit? What? It's fucking coffee. This caveman <laughs> coffee. This stuff opens up. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Woo! Sometimes, sometimes I shit. Like the other day I shit and I, I, I tell my seven-year-old about it. Yeah. I, I tell her. She's like, Daddy, are you almost done? Because I was playing with her and I had to take this horrible shit. I'd just yeah. taken her to a martial arts class and we got home and I go, I'll play with you, but first I got to go potty. And I was in there for like five minutes. She's uh, like, Daddy, are you almost done? I'm like, look. The shit I took was so huge, I was almost going to show it to you. Yeah. I say, I say the poop. I don't say shit. I don't know why. I'm prepared. You don't curse in front of the... I do occasionally. But here's here's the problem. When, yeah. when she was three, when my youngest was three, we were skiing. She's been skiing since she was like two. And we took her skiing, and uh, we were putting all our stuff back in, and we had everything stacked up, but um, we were putting the bags away. We are getting ready to leave, and um, my wife goes, "You, honey, you didn't put your, your helmet back in. In the bag, and she looks at the helmet, she looks at the bag, and she goes, shit. (laughs) (laughs) There's something about a three-year-old, three-year-old, looking at her bag, looking at the helmet, and going, Uh, shit. It's great. And my wife just goes, yeah. and we were trying not to laugh to encourage her, but it was fucking hilarious, because it was a natural, like, she's like, that's what you're supposed to say, that's what daddy says, shit. Well, that's the problem is that our, our son has two comics for parents. Oh, God. Yeah, man. So the, the other day he was throwing a tantrum, and then he pushes Tom. Like he hits him. And we Whoa. were just like, Wah! Like, that's ridiculous. Look, you're not even a person yet. Fucking hitting your dad. But then we had to be like, oh, no, no. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Yeah, and How we're also. now, too? Almost. Two, yeah. yeah, he's 20, 22 months. And Don't we're starting hitting. that potty training stuff. So we got to come up with the, the word. Like you said, poo or. Right. And so we we started using dump because we want to be like dump's good because <laughs> it'll be really funny when he's in school and he's like I have yeah. to take a dump yeah it's not dirty <laughs> it's just funny <laughs> so oh. we started with dump but he can't say it so it's it's turned to poo poo oh that's, but, a, that's uh, an easy one poo poo yeah yeah poo poo yeah they it's can all a trip say that. man you don't want to give your kid a word for shit that they can't say no I that's right yeah. so it's got to be poo poo shavanzda you want to make it mama, dada, poo-poo. Right, yeah, right. Very simple. Now, did your, my son insists on sitting on my lap while I take a shit sometimes. Oh, Jesus Doesn't Christ. Wanna, uh, well, that's the tantrum. difference between the way kids t- treat the girl, the mommy, and the daddy. <sighs> the mommy, they cling to, you know? Yeah. I mean, you, did you breastfeed or did you pump? Or I did, yeah, I did. For, did you do both? Did you do the pump thing? Did both, man. Yeah. Did it all, formula, breasts. So, so they're goodness. just connected to you. Yeah. Just like physically, you're the source of nutrients. You're the source of love. You're the source of life. There's like so much going on. It's so crazy. What does it feel like? Powerful. Yeah. It's the best. 
It really like as far as being a woman in society, like societally, it's not that great. But I will say that like reproduction stuff, it's fucking awesome. How is it not great societally? Well, okay. I mean, you know, we're still second class citizens. Let's be honest. Uh, Women are. Is yeah, that what you're saying? Yeah. You know, your power is. Not, it, there's not. I don't really feel. Uh, it's not really. You know, blah blah blah. It's not really. But equal. you don't exist in a corporate world. So where do I you don't. find? But where do you find the deficit? Well, in stand up, definitely. Really? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's starting to come around. But if you look at like where we're at now, feel. <laughs> a little regressive in terms of where we were in like the 90s with uh, women. for female comp I would say Whoa. yeah what, what, what yeah. do you think the source of that is uh, that's I, I I cannot I don't know I don't know I think 9-11 changed us made us more conservative in some ways a little more insulated I don't know I think it's just a lack of quality I think when Maybe. someone like you comes along <gasps> you. for real I, I t I've told you this before I, I mean, I saw you at the comedy store like four or five years ago when I when I ran up to you, like one set that you had, and I go, dude, you're one of the funniest people alive. You're, oh, I can't take them. Thank you. You're very, you know, you're so encouraging of me, and I, I always am so thankful. You're the reason I got a special. I was in here years ago, and you're like, you should have a, an hour. And I was like, oh, yeah, I should have an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should get a manager and an agent. Like, I, I wasn't even thinking in terms of being, like, intelligent. What were you, what were you thinking? I was fucking just like, I just want to be good at that. I just want to be good. But that's the, the right attitude. It, it, yeah. Ironically, yeah. the people that are like, I need a special now. <laughs> those people suck, right? Like the people right. that are trying to do something that's way out of their reach. Like the people that are like, yeah, you know, yeah. I need to be filling arenas. Like, no, you need a fucking good 10 minutes, you piece of shit. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Like, those are the crazy people, right? The people that right. are like really good at promotion, but really bad at stand up. It, it, but then, however, there's people who are really talented yeah. who don't have enough business savvy so I think there needs to be some kind of like thing where you start to learn the business and you become responsible for that end of it and I think I was not taking responsibility well I think the beautiful know? thing about stand-up is that there's a very especially today and there's a difference between today and 10 years ago or 20 years ago because there's more opportunity and because there's more opportunity because of there's YouTube and there's you know social media there's people that have become very famous just through Twitter and Instagram Crazy. and social media. So all this new opportunity has opened up more possibilities so people are less stingy. And there's more of a sense of community for whatever reason, yeah, yeah. particularly in L.A. L.A. has a very good sense of community. So even if you're not like the most business savvy, you could be around a lot of people like myself or like other people that are encouraging and then help yep. and then tell everybody about their friends. And like, it's one of the cool things about comedy. Like you'll go to like Tom's page. If someone else is doing something, it'd be like, Hey, check out, you know, full trot. He's fucking hilarious. You know, check out Ian Edwards, by the way, Ian Edwards, he's at the <laughs> laughing skull in Atlanta all this weekend. Hilarious. One, one of the best. One so the best. fucking funny. I've been trying to figure he's too fucking laid back. He's, he's, is that what it is? Oh yeah, I mean when he talks, you're like what you like. Come on, come on, come on, pick it up. Come on. He's like the opposite of me. He's vegan. He falls asleep constantly. That motherfucker will sit down, and in five minutes he's out cold. Oh no! I took pictures of him on the plane the other day because we were we were flying to Vegas. It's a forty minute flight. He's out cold. He's not like, that lack of protein, dude. It's a lack of vitamins for sure His because blood. he doesn't eat well. It's no. not. He's it's it's he does eat vegan. Look at him out cold. <laughs> He is so funny. Um, but he he definitely doesn't. He doesn't take any supplements. Uh -oh. He doesn't like make sure that he has a complete balanced amino acid profile to his foods and like. And I, I was. Telling I don't him, do that either, though. Yeah, but that's a lot of work, Joe. It is a lot of work. 
But that's how you want to do it if you want to be fucking jacked. But, uh, he said he would eat elk. Good. He said he would eat it because I killed it. You know, and yeah, he knows yeah. where it came from, and it's not, you know, factory farmed. And he doesn't have to participate in the whole factory farm system. So I'm going to cook him some meat. Try to, I'm going to turn him. Are we get, okay. Yeah. Are you going to put on uh, Instagram? I would love to see it. Yeah, I am. I'm going to film that shit. I'm going to have Jamie set up a camera with a tripod. <laughs> <laughs> the new studio has a, a grill. Oh, of course. Yeah. Has of a, course it has a grill. One of those big iron Yoder pellet grills. It's fucking amazing. So, so you're moving on... Month. Next week. We'll be wow. in there next week. It's enormous. It's Daddy's Playhouse. <clears throat> oh yeah. my God. It's going to be a good time. Can't wait. I'm very excited. That's super cool. But uh, so we're going to turn Ian when he gets over there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What, why is he? he what's, is, it, is, it a, is it a moral thing? Is it's it, a moral thing. Yeah. It's a health thing. It's a bunch. Of, he was eating very poorly. He was eating like junk food and mm. just bullshit food, pizza and burgers and stuff. And he felt like shit. And he made a, a decision for his health, and then uh, along the way, he started examining the moral consequences of factory farming. And yeah, <clears throat> he, he's just a really smart guy. He you know? is a smart guy. Super smart, and just again, Atlanta laughing skull this weekend. He's one of the funniest guys alive. <laughs> I just worked he's with him. So mellow too. Just the mellowest. I'm, like... I've known Ian for, I want to say like twenty five years. Are we've you serious? Friends. Yeah, we've been friends. We've been friends since. Um, shit the early 90s what yeah. wow. where when how new york he, has he been has he been a comic that long yeah he has but what, what ian did is uh ian is uh, a really good writer and one of the things that happened along the way is he started getting a lot of jobs writing yes writing on television shows and uh that happens to guys where they do that it happened to fitzsimmons who's also one of the best comics alive and they get distracted by other people's work, and yes. then people don't realize how good they are at stand-up. If you get a chance to see Greg Fitzsimmons, he is one of the fucking best comics <laughs> alive. And Greg and I started out literally a week apart from each other. Are you serious? Same club Aww. in Boston. He's great. I love yeah, him. He's best. I just love, and he's a great human being too, and he's super funny. He's super funny and super smart, and just yeah. a sweetheart. He's just a and, he is. and just ridiculous. He's so funny. Uh, that's true about writing for other people, and because I, I wrote for cartoons for many years, and I do feel like it sucks your 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 juice out of you, yeah. your your voice. And then I you know worked on Chelsea for a minute and wrote on that show, and I was like, I can't, yeah. I can't do this anyway. You feel like you're cheating, you know, yeah. your own voice. Well, you, your own you're shit. working so much on other people's stuff, and then not at all at your own at your stuff, own point, and then yeah. all of a sudden your thing is done, and you're behind. Yeah. Instead of like at the same spot you were when you started, you're behind because yeah. you don't even know your act anymore. You got to go over your material. You're not really working anymore. It's not in your conscious. It's not always there. Was it Louis C.K. that was talking about when he was a writer on some late? Was it the Tonight Show or something? I want to say mm. he was a writer on one of the big late night shows and he was he got it pretty young, too. And he was like, this is the best job I could ever hope for. And I think I'm going to hate myself if I stay here because, you know. That I know I want to be a comic. I know somewhere that I, right. there's something out there I need to be doing. So it's like this gilded cage of, of being a writer. Yeah, well, it's also sure. being on a sitcom will do that. Being on a sitcom did that to me, for really? sure. Oh, you yeah. felt like you weren't uh, doing your full potential. I was working all day, and then um, I was still doing sets at night, but I wasn't writing any new material at all. Yeah. I was just doing the same set over and over again, and I started to suck. I started <laughs> having some hard sets. And yeah. one, one night, um, the writers came to see me, <clears throat> and I went up late at the comedy store, 
and ate a uh, a platter of dicks, <laughs> just a full <laughs> like a like someone yeah. getting married where they bring over the, the uh, hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> I ate a whole, I ate every dick mm. on the tray. And uh, I just realized, like, I've become a bad comic. Like, I used to be good when I was young, and then I got this show, and then over the course of the four years, five years that I was on the show, I just, my act deteriorated. And I realized, like, I got to get back on the horse. And that, because of that one bombing set, um, like a year and a half later, something like that, uh, I got my first album that I did on Warner Brothers. Oh, wow. That was like 10 years into comedy. So <clears throat> the the whole thing was... Like a, a velvet cage, you know, like it's mm -hmm. like, oh, this is it. I've made it. Everything's going to be beautiful now, but it's not because you're not doing your thing. You're not doing your thing. And it's funny. Someone asked me like, well, what do you want to do, Christina? What do you want to do? And I was like, I'm kind of fucking doing it. Like yeah. the podcasting world is amazing. Standup's great. Like I'm, I'm doing it. Or could you imagine a show that gives it. you the kind of freedom that your podcast has? Never. Do you know how many fucking dumb meetings we'd have to have with the higher ups about you? You can't say jeans. You can't talk about mommies. You can't look. We've uh, got a survey, <laughs> and people don't understand what jeans is. You're calling each other jeans. Like I don't mind if you do it right. once. Just don't. Just don't do it every yeah. show. And the moose soup lady. What's that about? And the <coughs> thing. And I, I don't want to fucking. I don't like answering to people for stuff. Ugh. Yeah. I, I don't like. Yeah. The notes. The Could ridiculous you notes. If you had some douchey, unfunny producer that was telling you guys how to do your show. Oh, and that's what that's what it can be. Yeah, oh, yeah. all the time. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. How many times you can say one thing or? Oh. Yeah, it's the worst. Oh. Dude. <laughs> when you were an actor, when you acted on that show, would you get lines that you were just like, I, I, I can't. How do I? No, I can't. No, not on news radio. Because news radio was so good, and the writers were so good, and the the guy who ran it, Paul Sims, the the executive producer, the creator of the show, he was a genius. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that was brilliant about him, he was, he's still alive, still a genius. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that's brilliant about him is he let everybody ad lib. Like Dave Foley was like almost like the secret producer of that oh, show. I love Dave. Foley. He's amazing, but yeah. because he was on news radio um, right after Kids in the Hall, like he did Kids in the Hall, where he's one of the yeah. primary writers. He's a really good writer. So he would he would see like, you know, the thing is, if you ever been on a sitcom before, you ever worked on a sitcom? No. One of the things you do, you do a run through. So you do a table read where you go down, <clears throat> everybody sits down, you go over the lines, you find out what's funny, everybody laughs. Uh, the writers will go back to the writing room, they like, tweak stuff a little bit, and then you go to the floor and you run it. Mm -hmm. And so what you do in a run through is you'll you'll like you start off, okay, we're at scene here in the break room, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, maybe it just doesn't work. Maybe it seems like it worked, but it doesn't work. And Dave would be the guy that goes, um, Andy, why don't, why don't we try this? Like, Vicky, why don't you walk in here, and Andy, you walk in at the same time, and you guys both say the same thing at the same time, and then, you know, he'll, like, come up with, like, a whole new scenario to get this point across to move us into the next scene. And he would do that in front of the producers, and they would go, love it, perfect, let's, wow. let's go with that. And so they'd rewrite the scene and put Dave's lines in. And I swear to God, that might have happened 40% of the time. I Wow. So if you see that show, like maybe 40% of the scenes at least were tweaked by Dave Foley. That's bananas. And did he get the punch-up credit? And he got money, <laughs> honestly. I don't, I don't think he got punch-up credit. But that yeah. was the thing, is like everybody was just working to do. But oddly enough, Phil Hartman did zero of that <laughs> Phil Hartman was just like stick to the script and kill it that was, but but his character was such a beautiful character to write for this uh, sort of obtuse ridiculous guy who was just like just completely you know just 
didn't get it and was like full of himself and he was so good at playing that character mm-hmm. that they would just nail his character I and mean, he would just go out and smash it. That's crazy. Yeah. I was a little too young when that show came out and didn't get to see it, but Phil Hartman, holy shit, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. holy shit. Yeah. Fucking crazy. Um, I was, uh, I like, I like Rodney Dangerfield and, uh, did you ever hear that back to school when he got that script? It was kind of a turd. And the story goes that he took it and he rewrote, like he wrote jokes in all the margins and then go and send it back to the studio. And they were like, this is hilarious. Can we make this movie? He's like, yeah, you could pay me whatever, $10,000 a joke and I'll fucking do it that way. Like, that's awesome, dude. Like, that's how <laughs> fucking Dave Foley should have been like. Well, I think money. that's Where's what money? Kevin Hart does with movies where um, like he has a... A negotiation for the movie, right? They say, oh, we'll give you, you know, X amount of million dollars for the movie. And they go, but uh, we want you to promote it on your social media. We want uh, you to put it on your Twitter. And you're like, ho, 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 ho. Yeah. That's a different deal. Yeah. Like, this is all my thing. I yeah. built that up. Like, if you want that, you got to give me more money for that. That's what's up, Kevin Hart. And, and then they're like, what? I'm like, yeah. But, but but if the movie does well, you know, no, 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 this is your motherfucking movie. <laughs> You're giving me money. So if All you right. want me to promote it on my uh-huh. Instagram, my social media, like that's a business. He's built up a promotional business. Oh, I love it. Yeah. That guy's a genius fucking when it comes to that fantastic. shit. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Why not? Why not? You should be compensated for that. That's your following. Especially him. <clears throat> that's yeah. his whole deal. So unbelievable. I mean, most of what he became, he became because it was Comedy Central special and then relentless social media stuff like really yeah massive at it and obviously he's really funny super funny I mean, if you don't have talent he's one of the rare guys that has talent and he's really good at promotion whereas mm-hmm. most you know most of the people that are like really like there's a lot of people that are good at promotion but they're not talented right you need to have some kind of meat uh for the bone you know who was great meat. at that though i mean the og gangster of it was dane cook if you think back to uh, was it even like Friendster? MySpace. MySpace. Yeah. yeah. I he mean, started he was, it. He was the first dude. <clears throat> he to... became famous through social media. It's crazy. The first guy ever. Yep. Yeah. That's crazy. But you have to have that in you, I guess. I remember reading a People Magazine article. I was at the dentist. And there was a People Magazine article that said that Dane had 250,000 MySpace <laughs> followers. And, and I was like, like, what? What? I was like, that's insane. It wasn't followers. <laughs> it was friends. Right? All right. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, my God. I've got so many friends. I don't even fucking know. Yeah. It's weird. And you're like, oh, 250,000. I don't even who knows that many people. You know what's really crazy is that MySpace just evaporated. It did. It that's got what's even. really, but it's weird. To it's what, like, though? What it took a Facebook took, took its place, right? Yes. Is that what that? But MySpace is still there. Like Jamie, go to MySpace. Yeah. Let's see <laughs> what it my looks profile like. Look still at there. Look at Taylor oh Swift. Oh my God, it is. Ed Sheeran. Watch Miley Cyrus perform on Carpool Karaoke. Oh my God. <clears throat> they yeah. people love that uh, car karaoke yeah. shit. No people, not not normal people. <laughs> no one that's healthy. <laughs> I that can't guy, watch. All want, this shit they, sucks. Why does everything suck? It, it doesn't necessarily all suck, uh, but a lot of it sucks. A lot of it. I mean, <laughs> I'm on the. Um, Apple TV. I try to. I try to find stuff. I'm like, what's so fucking stupid? The only thing that's interesting about that is that they're actually in a car and they're actually driving. Right. Like, they let him drive. He's driving. <laughs> How do they film that? They film the <laughs> GoPros and shit. Like this is MySpace, but this is so strange. It's like who's on this motherfucker? Uh, who's going? Now it's like a news site. Like who are the people? See if I'm on it still. There's Liz. She's a musician. Oh, there's Iggy Azalea. I tried to. I tried to delete my page a long time ago and they wouldn't let me. <laughs> <laughs> it might still be hey, there. You're a lifer. Oh, look at these comedians. I know all of them. They're, these guys are top. 
What the fuck are these people? <laughs> you don't know. Look at that guy with the Come hair. On. Come on. <laughs> Look at that guy with the hair. <laughs> I know. I went to see him. Oh. I'd be super upset if he didn't shave Did his you head. take funny comedy pictures ever in the <clears throat> beginning of your career? Oh, the wackiest. Yeah. I took the stupidest picture ever. I, I had a fake oh, mugshot picture with uh, lipstick kisses on my face. I think I tried to like put a bra on my head too, but uh, it was so dumb. Oh, it's so embarrassing. <laughs> uh, I had a business card. Did you ever do that? Uh, I never had a business card. I don't think. Oh, I don't think I did. And I had a pic. It was a picture of me at four years old, like making a funny face. Ah, that's actually cute. Yeah, it's like it's painful. It's so. Do you embarrassing. have a, a headshot now? I now. Do you? Yeah. I don't have one. Well, I need to get one. Yeah. Gotta, People keep saying, that. "Hey, will you sign a picture for somebody?" I'm like, "You have a picture for me." <laughs> Took one 20 like, years ago. I don't have any pictures, man. You know, those like, you used to have pictures at the comedy clubs coming next week and you put up a headshot. I don't, I don't even have one. What do they put up of you? I have no idea. Just like, they just find some shit online, they print it, and they put it up. But see, that's how I feel now. Like, come on, man, I'm mm. online. Print that shit out. Yeah, you print find that shit it. out, bitch. Yeah, it's all there. Yeah, you don't need to have my name at the bottom of it. No. Get no. the fuck out of here. You come can on. write that. Come on. <laughs> yeah, right? Take a fucking Sharpie, dude. It is a, the headshot thing was always a big deal in Boston because in Boston, the uh, there was like the old guard. There's these guys that had been around forever that were like the top dogs in like the local scene. Those guys were like, if you have a headshot, you probably <laughs> fucking suck. Like they, no one ever worked on their headshot. Kind of like, true. Yeah, like the young guys would all be, have like these new fancy headshots. And the old guys they didn't have anything. They would just murder. That's so like, true. Steve Sweeney playing at the Kowloon restaurant and just murder. No headshot. Try to find a headshot of him. It's fucking faded. You got to. <laughs> Pull it out of a, a window that was sitting there from the late That's 80s. so true. Yeah. Whoever had their shit together most as an open micer was definitely the unfunniest. Like, Well, there was a bunch of... Do you remember... You, it probably wasn't around when you were around, but there was a thing called the Comedy USA Industry Guide. <laughs> no. no. When I first started out, there was a thing called the Comedy USA Industry Guide, and they would send it out to all the industry. And I was always like, like super in awe of the guys that had a big page. Oh. And uh, like a lot of it was like college acts. Like a college act back then was that was the pinnacle. That's what you wanted to be. You want to be a college act. Because if you were a college act, you could make like $1,000 a college or $2,000 a college. Like, holy what? shit. And you would think about it. Oh, my God, I could do two colleges on a weekend and make $4,000. Crazy. This is insane. And I knew guys who were doing it. I knew guys who would like, man, you should clean your act up so you could do colleges. They <laughs> would all say favorite. that. favorite. That was, that was the best. When I started, too, it was, you got to work clean. You yeah. got Otherwise, you're not going to get on the Tonight Show. You're not going to get on the thing. Yeah. And then the internet happened. And yeah. everybody was like, Fuck you and you're clean. You know, there's different outlets now. You don't need to, you know, there's cable, there's yeah. this, there's that. It, it, it's not, it's just not the same. You know what's really gross too? <laughs> the mediocre comic that suppresses the talented guys that are coming up. You ever seen those guys that like tell you what to do and what not yes. to do? Yes. Oh, there was this one guy who was the host yeah. of like open mic night in Boston at the time. And he was aggressively mediocre. Mm -hmm. His act was horrible. But he was like, he, you would you would go on stage, and even if you killed, even if you had a good set, he would shit on the fact that you had to swear. You broke the fuck meter. You were up there breaking the fuck meter. Like, what? Like, you know, you can't do that on TV. There's going to be a lot of guys that are on TV, and they're going to be on TV, and you're going to be back here doing the same jokes, saying the fuck word all the time. Like, what? And I was like, well, what about like the comics I like, like Andrew Dice Clay or Sam Kinison? I got news for you, man. You're not Dice Clay. Yeah, yeah. Like, they like to remind you where you are on the 
on the totem pole. Yeah, but I was like, well, somebody's God, dice clay. Dude. Like, this is not this is not good advice. No, you know? I remember being told I, back to what, with comedy. I think right now for for female comics, I feel like right now there's a particular dichotomy between like the Madonna whore thing. Like, either mm-hmm. you're you know, young and hot and you're talking about like sexual stuff or like you're me, you're like a fucking mom. I'm talking about mom stuff. Uh, there's, it's very, it's different. It's not like you could be just a, a person. I don't think so right now, but. But why do you think that? Because I think you can. I think anybody can be a person you, if you just own it. You can. It's, I don't know if, I don't know. You just the marketing, don't see it. I think it's the marketing and I think it's, it's just marketing. See, I, I just think you don't, you're not seeing it. I don't, it's not that it can't be done. I think people look at archetypes, right? They think they look yes. at like something that's already been carved out. Like yes. Sarah Silverman, she's pretty and she talks dirty. I can do that. I've seen that. And you see like these, you know, Patrice O'Neill used to call them babies. Like, I, I got a lot of babies in comedy. <laughs> like, you know, this, uh, these are my, but David Tell got a lot of comedy babies. Right. And they, David Tell had a ton of comedy babies because people would imitate what yes. they saw that was successful. Right. You saw that thing and you go, oh, I know that. I can do like that. I can talk like Dave. And so there's these people that sort of like imitated his cadence and his rhythm. And, it, and like some of them egregiously, like some of them, you're like, Jesus Christ, you're like borderline a thief. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know? But I think, too, it's easier for the audience to identify a woman as uh, this is the one I have sex with or this is mommy. <laughs> no, I'm serious. And, and I don't even mean this is like a, uh, a woe is me. Like, blah, blah, blah. like, it's just it just I feel it is either there's women that you fuck and then there's women that you that are off limits that are somewhat maternal at mm. least that's my experience in the comedy world uh hanging out with dudes it was like the best thing that ever happened to me was hooking up with tom segura because it put like a magical lasso <laughs> like, of uh of un- your off limits un- yeah yeah like, yeah unfuckability yeah. And right it, right right i immediately you could became, be one of the friends yes yes i became a, a, a off limits per i became a person right. and it was great like uh, and i find that as i get older and become more like less the fuckability stuff goes down. I, I really like it. I really mm-hmm. like just being a, a human. Uh, <laughs> I was going to fucking go with this. No, I know what you're saying, but do you um, think this is all in your own head? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, the, all reality is, right? Yeah. I mean, aren't we all living in our own Yeah, because heads? like a lot of the like these archetypes that everybody sort of claims are inescapable. Like right. Then you'll see someone that doesn't fit into that at all. And you go, oh, well, I didn't see that coming. You know? Well, I'm trying to think of like the big, the big female comics, and they're usually either one or the other, right? It's either mommy or. What about Ellen? Very asexual, right? Yeah, she's neither. She's like Let's she's see. got short hair, and she probably eats a ton of pussy, right? <laughs> if you had to guess. <laughs> I would Does love. She eat any, maybe she just gets hers eaten now. I would. Oh, she that's right. She puts her feet up. She gets her toes done, and she just gets a box eaten. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right? I would love to hear her talk about eating pussy. That would be like mm. my favorite thing ever. Yeah, I wonder if she, wonder if she makes a face. I don't know, dude. When she eats pussy, maybe she goes like this. You know, she. <laughs> <laughs> she, but she came or out maybe that she time. Goes like this. <laughs> maybe she's super gross about it. I think she's super gross. Mm. I think I think it's the people that are super one way, publicly, maybe privately. Maybe she's a yeah, real bitch. You know? I've always thought about that about comedians, you know, mm. you especially know? the nicey nice ones. Well, like, not hmm. just the nicey nice ones, but the over the top like defenders of women that turn out to be super pervy. Always, we know a few of those. Always, they get yeah. busted after yeah. a while. Yeah, yeah like you know, like there's people that you can trust. Like you know, you know where you stand with Joey Diaz. Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, absolutely. I love Joey yeah. Diaz and I trust him because I know like, that's it. Like, I don't trust male comics that don't talk about their dicks or jerking it, or jerking off or pussy and stuff. Because yeah. you're like, yeah, what do you, what's the fucking, what where's are you hiding? Darkness? Yeah, where's your dark, the shadow self or whatever, no. as they say. If you're not addressing the darkness, the darkness comes out uh, mm. elsewhere, right? Darkness. The darkness. The darkness. Uh-huh, it comes out other places. Yeah. yeah, like I always wonder what Jim Gaffigan's freak shit is. He's so clean. I don't know. He might be the exception to he the rule. He might be, right? Because he's so nice. Family guy. Yeah. I, I, I think he really likes being a family. I don't I don't sense that uh, shit from him. But Cosby, I don't was a, That was Ooh. a surprise. Yeah. Was it though? Did you did you ever hear the rumors? No. See, I did. In show business circles, because uh, briefly I lived in the actor's world, right? Mm. When I was on news radio. And I would hear it. Yeah. I would hear it back then that he would drug people. Really? Yes. 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 Yeah, you would hear it. Yeah. Wow. It was like one of those weird rumors that would go around. Bill Cosby drugs people. Wow, yeah. dude. Dude, it was going on forever. That's why Hannibal nice. talked about it. When Hannibal talked about it on stage, and then it all blew up, which is kind of crazy if you yeah. know Hannibal. You know, he just happened to be talking about it. And then someone happened to be filming it, and then the rest of the world was like, is that true? Is that true? Because Bill Cosby is always telling people to not swear, telling especially like he was yeah. big on telling young black comedians not to swear, not to talk about sex, and he's like, he goes, Bill Cosby always telling that. Well, he's talking about raping people, and everybody's like, what? Yeah, is what did he? he? Say? <laughs> Wait, what? What? But that was like the rumor was always around. Yeah, I thought I didn't. I I had heard some creepy, a little creepiness, that, but I didn't know. But it was that extent. When I did someone. Not know. When someone does something like that to people, like that's one of the like, that's one of the creepiest fucking things a human can do to another human. Yeah. And the idea that this guy, who was America's father, right, in a lot of ways, he was our black dad. You know, he was the moral authority. He, he was, was the, your black dad. He was Mr. Huxtable. Yeah. You know, and then the fact that that guy, someone described him as the biggest serial rapist in the history of America. Like, that really might be the case. Because if he really did drug all these people that he said he did, like, how many people have raped more? He might be number one, which it's is crazy. Insane to it's think. It's crazy. And the whole time, with their hip and the hop and the nonsense. Footing. Yeah. <laughs> and he's the darkest motherfucker ever. Darkest. Dark. Just drugging them, watching them plas. That's fucking. Uh, and he's got kids. I know. Which That's is even more fucked up. The crazy part when he's you have drugging children. someone else's baby and sticking mm -hmm. his dick in them while they're unconscious. It's so evil. It's evil. Now, what about Harvey Weinstein? Oof. Yeah. Oof. Oof. And Let's, he's one everyone knew about too. Apparently. Apparently. Yeah. That's the. Um, that's like. That's the cliche, right? The disgusting boss of the studio that wants you to suck his dick in order to get a role. <laughs> I know. Right? Right? It's funny because you do think like, well, isn't that kind of why you become like a show business executive like right. to get chicks? Not to rape chicks. Sexual assault is always right. off the table. But but did he, did yeah. he rape them? Or did... Now it's coming out that there's there's rape. I, last I checked today. Uh, <sighs> I know. he's not, And he is not. A looker like he's definitely he looks not like cute. the type of guy that would be the type of guy he is yeah which is what's fucked up oh, he's so suicide nasty. threat prompts police response whoa oh we're there huh <clears throat> got into a fight with his daughter this morning and they had to she called the 911 damn because he was gonna kill himself I don't, something i don't know well he must be so overwhelmed with guilt and fear and remorse yeah. and just self-hatred and you know he sounds like an addict yeah. you know yeah. Yeah. And that 
he's also probably a power addict. You know, like he's this guy who's like this gluttonous man. Like if you look at his physical self, right, his face is overflowing on his his collar, and he's just gluttonous, like more food. Where's the coke? Pussy, pussy money. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's yes. like there, there's this gluttonous existence. Yeah. It's not like a measured, thought out, contemplative, yeah. introspective existence where he's just trying to enjoy his time here. Like, wow, how lucky I am that I get to do this and make these amazing no. movies. You guys are all great. Like, that's what I expect from like Steven Spielberg. Right. I expect Steven Spielberg to be like this really like introspective, thoughtful guy who's right. just enjoying the process of making amazing movies. Right. But this he's guy. but he's a creative thing. Harvey's an executive guy, right? Mm -hmm. He's the guy, the money guy behind everything and I coke and caviar and suck my dick. You know, it's like <laughs> It is so nasty. It's so gross. But, okay, now, on the other hand, on the other hand, mm. I was like, you know, Hollywood is such a labyrinth in terms of, like, getting shit done and getting deals closed and how this does yeah. this happen. It would kind of be nice to be like, you want a Netflix special? Just go fucking suck that guy's dick. <laughs> and then I could be like, oh, that's all I have to do is suck that guy's? Yeah, come over here, you nasty fuck. And then there's your special. <laughs> right? Way easier. Would you have to have a conversation with Tommy? Listen, Tommy, yeah. this is not sex. Yeah, this is this is this is a job. Yeah. It's work. Right. And then it's like cut and dry and it's an exchange. You right. know, I, I was in law school for two weeks and I remember two weeks. Two weeks and I dropped out. Uh, <laughs> in contract law, it's an exchange of something for something else. Right. Seems fucking pretty straightforward. Well, like, that's yeah. what prostitution is, right? Yeah. Which is one of the weirdest things that massage is legal, but prostitution isn't. Isn't that something? It is it is odd because we do not like genital pleasure. We no. don't like genital pleasure for cash. Like genital pleasure has to be for love. It has to be love. <laughs> right. And it has to be given free. It's yeah. the only thing in civilization that we require to be given away for free. Everything else you can exchange money for. It's you so can interesting. Exchange money for food, right? It's not prostitution if someone cooks for you. Right. right? That's normal. It's a total normal right. thing. But it's a very intimate thing. Feeding someone. Yes, right? yes, of course. It's love. You can love. go to a, a hair salon, they'll wash your head. Yep. They give you a head massage. It feels so best. good. That's one thing I miss about having hair. <laughs> I rub my head. Uh, uh, it's the best right? feeling in the world. Like a head massage. Uh, or a foot massage. People love foot massages. I, I bet there's people out there that like foot massages more than they like head. Uh, yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Right? But then you put a camera uh, in front of two people fucking. It's and, totally legal. And now it's legal. You can pay them. So what's... We're retarded. Yeah, that makes no sense. We're babies. Yeah. We're grown-up babies. But maybe because you can commodify that, and that's a capitalistic thing, maybe well, it's more commodifiable nah. as, a, as a product. Is Honestly, that I think there's two, two factors. One is the tax factor. It's very difficult to get taxes Ooh. from people that are prostitutes. Yeah. Right? It's like, no, 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 no. Ah, wait, where's that money going? Yeah. Give, us, give us our cut. Yeah. And then the other thing is the um, sex trafficking, sex slavery. Yeah. aspect like <laughs> protecting people that are sex traffickers because like you know you could have someone that was sold into sex slavery or you know in some way bartered their you know trip to america and had some sort of a sex slave deal that's where it gets fucked up but there's been arguments that what makes that exist in the first place is that prostitution is illegal here yes and if prostitution was legal it would be that stuff would all go away, much like the argument is with illegal drugs. Like if you made marijuana legal, you wouldn't have as much of the Mexican drug, you know, illegal trade, which you are seeing. 
you know, you are seeing in, in America. Of course, it's retarded. And uh, wait, but wait, but with Harvey, he was the guy that would give girls the shoulder rubs. He would tell them to massage him. Uh, oh, he... He would oh. massage them. They would massage him. He would do, according to these girls, Shoulder I don't know if it's true, but he would, he'd would he be the guy that'd be like, I'll be right back. And he comes back in a bathrobe. He's the bathrobe guy. That's so fucked but up. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, I, I don't mean to make light of anybody's sexual assault or whatever it was or harassment, but... Oh, they're working on the roof again. Damn. Wonderful. Yeah. But, but, what I, but here's the thing. How many women said yes? That's, Probably a fuckload. Like yes. that was his move. What we're seeing is his missed pitches. Right. Right. He hit right. a lot of fucking triples and home runs, knocked a lot of balls out of the park, but yep. occasionally he, he was whiffing. Occasionally <laughs> he was like, I got this one in the back, boys. And she's like, fuck off, you pig. And he's like, oh, come on, just come back to my room. No, no, no. It's like, shit. That one, I know. What happened, Harvey? Oh, this was. <laughs> Wasn't connecting. I wasn't <laughs> connecting. But listen, I got all this. There's a girl who wants to be in the next fucking this movie and it, Avatar 16. And, right. and she's willing to do the thing to yeah. get the part. And that's kind of, okay, yeah, then, then suck that guy's dick and get the part and get your money and get on with it. How many girls read the story when it broke and could still taste the asparagus <laughs> caviar uh, flavored cum? Just the cocaine uh, and uh, the vodka in his load. It's just, uh, 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 uh. I bet he has like a phlegmy like moan when he comes. <laughs> He's the kind of guy that has the, Sleep the white spittle in the corners of his uh, mouth yeah. when he talks to you. It's like he's trying to hit on you. He's got a little yeah. b- white yes. spit bubble yeah. on his lip. Oh, he's nasty. He's nasty. He's nasty. But too. that's a gluttonous man. Yeah, right? he's out of control. It's not attractive. It's definitely not. Oh, oh, my favorite, too, is that he would jerk off into, did you hear this? That he, into plants, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which is so fucking weird. Like, well, he's green. He wants to exist <laughs> off of his loads. But that's such a desperate thing. Like, come over. Come here. Can I, can I have it? No? Okay, stay here then. Let me, you know, like, it's so. Mm. Maybe he was hoping they would just dive on the grenade. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. save a soldier. Thank you. <laughs> But I, I, and also like I was thinking too like I've I've seen so many dudes jerking off in public like homeless mm, guys. Yeah, yeah. I never got anything for it. Mm-mm. Is it you know? Good point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys. Look, just the, come this, on. The, here's the thing about male sex versus female sex, right? Is the accepting part of female sex versus the giving, like trying to give, take this, take it. Yeah. I'm tra- and the other thing is that men <laughs> take it literally yeah. are constantly building right. cum. Yeah. Like while you're yeah. alive, yeah. your cum is backing up. Yeah. So if you're if you're not like I, I used to have the bit in my act that was it was really based on advice that I used to give friends when they're like, Oh I don't know, a girl wants to get married. Like, Listen to me. Jerk off first and then think about it. Mm. Like if you're if you're having a hard time with someone and you're you don't know what to do and you you're gonna see them, jerk <laughs> off first. And then see them. And then you'll be able to deal with them without any sexual lust. You mm. won't be making... Because me, as a, as a young man, this is a real issue with me when I was in my 20s. Because I was so horny. Mm. It was like I was a drug addict. So I'd be like, I would be like m- making agreements with myself. Yeah, she's annoying, but she's going to let me have sex with her. So listen, just let's just change our behavior <laughs> and mold to what she likes. And then you'll get to fuck her. Because that's what you need. Like Otherwise, you just be beaten off. But I remember one time... I was supposed to go out with this girl, and she was just so preposterously annoying. 
It was so frustrating. Mm -hmm. She just was always negative. And before we went out, before I went to go get her, I jerked off. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting there. I was going, what am I doing? Like, I don't even enjoy her company. Like, she's not compatible with me. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't. If you can, if you just like someone as a person and you like having sex with them, that's a relationship. Yes. But if you only like having sex with them, you have some sort of a weird barter deal. And that's a lot of men. A lot of yeah, men yeah, get yeah, in, yeah. and I'm sure a lot of women probably too, but I can only speak for men. Like men get involved in these relationships where you're really just in a relationship so that you have a continuous supply of sex. Mm -hmm. Especially when you're young and stupid. When you're 20 years old, you're basically a monkey. You know, you're, you're just like a little ape person just trying to fuck and you're just trying to oh, I love her She's really cool. And why do you love her because she smells good because her tits feel good in your mouth Like what what is really going on? Here? Right. Like do you actually enjoy her company as a human being outside of sex? Mm, doesn't matter, right? Most of the time you don't and so if you just jerk off first and then hang out with someone and you actually like them, mm -hmm. like then you have a real relationship. Like, oh, I really like you. I like you. Yeah, you clear out the, the pipes, yeah. right? You clear out the testosterone and now yeah. you can just uh, think clearly. Yeah. It's super smart. But I think, I mean, I'm just guessing. Mm. I've never been a, a media mogul, but I would imagine there's a bunch of factors <laughs> going on. First of all, there's a bunch of people that are constantly kissing his ass yep. and rubbing us. Like I saw a picture of him with Renee Zellweger and Renee Zellweger was like cuddling up with him and she had her hand on him and he had his arm on her and there was like some other celebrity <laughs> to his right and they were like yuck, yuck, yucking it up. But he was like, pawing her he had a hold of her and I would imagine that there's all these people that recognize that he's this like epicenter of power and success and you want Harvey Weinstein of Miramax to love you mm -hmm. and you would get close to him and you have a couple of drinks and you're doing coke together yeah look at that she's right. got her hand on his leg oh yeah dude and he's got Russell Crowe to his right and Renee Zellweger to his left and she's smiling they're probably <laughs> hammered and Everyone's on Xanax. Next thing you know, he's got his dick in her butt. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. And she's uh, like, imagining that Bridget happen. Jones, diary yeah. number two. Um, number six. Great. Yeah. Fine with me. I don't know if that really happened. No, I don't but either. My point is that it's not just that he was predatory. It right. was also that he lived, I'm just guessing, okay? I'm not a, an apologist, folks. But I would imagine that he lived in this world where he was like royalty. He was essentially like the king of this empire, right? So he had all these employees. There's one of the articles that I read today, I think it was from The Telegraph, where this guy was saying that um, he was at a party, or one of his friends was at a party, and uh, they were having a conversation with uh, this girl who worked for Harvey. And Harvey just said her name from across the room, and her face went pale, mm. and she immediately just ran away from him to run to her like didn't say excuse Oof. me i'll be right back just ran out of fear who knows that is obviously it, it could be interpretation after the fact right it could be exaggeration of what the actual circumstances were to fit a narrative but you got to imagine that this guy is just multi multi-millionaire just orgiastic gluttonous job of the hut motherfucker just getting his dick sucked and just we're gonna be the biggest, the biggest ever. The big 
And then there's also these girls that he can't get, and he's like close to them, close to them. And pretty that's close, that's pretty close. The, the anger, right? Hey, listen, Christina, yeah. I think you're the one. That, you've got yeah. his hand on you. Listen, I think you're one of the best. One right, of the best. Right, right. Come into my room. Let's talk about this. Yeah. I've got a proposal. I've got a yeah. proposal. Oh. You come up to his room, and he's got a bathrobe on. You're like, what? <laughs> He's <laughs> like, just give me a massage. My, my neck is tense. My neck is tense. <laughs> you like Coke? What about caviar? What about Coke and caviar? You ever Coke and caviar together? So gross. <laughs> <laughs> that is, he is unbelievably. Him, and I have to say, and I know Hugh Hefner was a big mogul and he did a lot of cool shit. Not for me, that would be a tough gig too. Like Ooh. living in the mansion and being one of the girls, like, come mm. over for movie night, you know, and he's in his pajamas. And you know that he butt sexed them because he didn't want to get anyone pregnant. Is so, that like, true? that's what I read. And what is it? Holly Holly Madison wrote, bu- uh, wrote a book. Is that her fucking name? Yeah. Dolly Madison's The Pastry. <laughs> <laughs> like, who the fuck is He, he butt sexed uh, them so was, that they didn't have to worry about. Birth control. That's correct. And then there's a lot mm. of like he he would make the girls make out in front of him, mm. and then he would masturbate too. It's also kind of I think is a way of avoiding possible pregnancies. Wow. And so he uh, probably developed a strategy over years of like ducking pregnancies. <laughs> wow. That's that's a weird thing too, right? To like be putting yourself out there as this person with a lot of money who really likes young girls, and the young girls go, "All I have to do is catch one load." That's all one you have load. to do at the I've, right time. I've heard stories about athletes that girls put holes in the condoms or the girl, sure. girls take the condoms out of the trash and squirt them into their pussy. <laughs> Imagine, how was I born, mommy? You were born. <laughs> well, it's well, a lovely story. Your mommy, your mommy took a condom like uh, one of them pastry bags and squirted that fucker in there. <laughs> Well, your mother fished a filthy condom out of the trash. Well, I, I threw it That's in the crazy. toilet. I pretended to throw it in the toilet, but I had one saved in my mouth. Ugh. I spit that one in the toilet, and that's why you're alive. <clears throat> Wild. Wild. But then I yeah. heard that the Playboy Mansion, she wrote that it was run down, and uh, they had, like, bunk beds and shit in the rooms, <laughs> and, like, it's not, it wasn't as glamorous as everybody I can attest to that. Leave. Yeah. I was oh, there for Fear there. Factor. Yeah, oh, we okay. did a Fear Factor Playmate edition, and I was like, huh, this is it? I gotta go see that the episode. The grotto, <laughs> the grotto was, um, they were, <laughs> the people that worked there were very nice, the girls were very nice, but there's, like, a, there's a thing that you're, you're experiencing where it's like they don't have a whole lot of options. Yeah. So it's like... It's an option for them to be a part of this. And some of them loved it, for sure. Some of them, it was what they wanted. And for some of them, there's like a sadness to it. It's like, and it's also, some of them, when we did Fear Factor, like some of them were like older playmates. Like they'd been playmates like 10 years ago or 15 years ago. So they were like pushing 30? Yeah, and maybe Uh even older. Uh And then they're like, what am I going to do soon? Like, what am I going to do in five years? What am I going to do in 10 years? And then there's not a lot of answers on the horizon. So they'll, you know, go looking for maybe some old rich husband type character or maybe some way out financially, you know, maybe uh, some business they can start, you know, some clothing line. Like, everyone's got like a hustle and a scam, but they essentially don't really have a career. They have like this sort of like opening into this world. And then they would have the mansion parties, right? Which I... I went to one for the marijuana policy project. I hosted this thing, this event, and it was it was just very weird. You know, it was like they have bands playing and stuff, and you're just walking around and there's pot everywhere, and everyone's stoned out of their mind. It was it was extra surreal because of the pot factor. 
But like you go by like where he had pets, it's like birds and monkeys and shit. You're like what the fuck is this place? Like, <laughs> everybody's high as fuck. But uh, it's just the 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 and there was no playmates for that one. That was weird because that was one of the ones you rent out. And so wait, a, lot, wait, wait, a lot of these lecherous guys went there. They go to the mansion. They rent out. They rented it like, out. Suites no, in the. No, no, they rent out the the use of the mansion. I did not know that. Yeah. Oh, so you can use the grotto. You can come in the grotto where everyone yes. else comes. Like yes. the general public yeah. comes there too. You That's kind of nice. Jerk off in the grotto. <laughs> I don't know if they actually let people in the grotto when I was there. I don't remember. <laughs> it was quite a long time ago, but I do remember. Huh. Like the the grotto had this phone from like the 1970s. Of course it, was, like, it did. This old ass fucked up phone. Like. <laughs> but you gotta think like the upkeep on a place like that is probably super expensive. There's the phone. The, oh. <laughs> Look at that old whack ass phone and all the <laughs> buttons for the lights and shit. And you know he wasn't gonna put money into no. renovating that shit because he was old. He was like, I'm dying. Who cares? Well, I also 90. think there wasn't money. <laughs> I don't think that the uh, I agree. the mansion. I mean, the mansion was like a location that actually <laughs> made money. Right, because it was like a destination, and they would rent it out for stuff. But I don't think the magazine was making money. I think the magazine well, was really struggling. Once the internet happened, and you can get pornography for free. Yeah, and you right. can actually see everything. See the whole thing. Yeah, why? Why buy Playboy? Like the oh, I can see pubic hair, but yeah, like. Did you see when they took the they took nudity out for like a whole year? What are you talking? About? They did. Yes. Why? Because they were they were getting crazy. They're like, we're going to be Maxim. Oh, oh, like we're a lad. Show girls. Yeah. Okay. Who cares? Yeah, they did for a little while. It's just the, the sales tanked. Yeah. They crashed even of further. Of course, Maxim's Max. Did you know on a military base in the British ones that they let them look at titty mags, like they can get Maxim magazine and stuff. Not an, Is that weird? The, the American military does not allow you to look at titty mags and stuff. Well, the American military has a very high rate of sexual assault. I yes, don't know if you know that. I do yeah. know that. I've been to the Middle East, uh, Afghanistan, and a lot of those bases, and I've heard bad stories. It's yes. apparently a giant issue. Yes. Um, that is very suppressed because you're not you're not dealing with like law in terms of like civilian law. You're dealing with like military law. Right. So. Yeah, I don't I don't know what the real numbers are, but I've read quite a few stories about the, that's a, a real issue. And if you don't give them an outlet, you yes. know, and you have a, a bunch of people who are watching their friends' heads get blown up, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, your your whole reality is out the window when you're at war. And I'm yeah. not excusing anyone for sexual assault, but I'm saying, like, the the world that you're living in at home, and then you are in Afghanistan, and bullets are whizzing by your yeah, head. Yeah, dude. Who knows what these Kid, what's going? They're kids, right? Who knows what the fuck they learned back home? Who knows what their situation is? Who knows if they got into the army as some sort of a parole deal? Right. That that happens with a, a lot of guys as well. I know guys that had to go in the army or go to jail. Yes, I heard that in the navy. They take a lot. That they used to do those deals a lot. Yeah, they did those but deals. It's, it's kind of good though. I mean, when yeah. you think about it, I would choose military over fuck prison. Yeah. Like, yeah, good. Put me in the boat. I don't want to go to jail. Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think because I I was in uh, Kuwait. I think, and they were talking about, you know, guys coming out of active battle, and they're they're just so whacked out. And I think that's what happens when they assault women and stuff. They don't. Who knows? Yeah, you know, it's crazy. You also have PTSD. You also yeah. have CTE, which uh, leads to impulsive behavior. What's and, CTE? I don't even know what that is. Uh, chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Oh. Encephalopathy. And how, what's the actual word? Encephalopathy. Encephalopathy. Yeah. Um, it's brain damage. Oh my god. Essentially it's what football players get, what boxers get, MMA fighters get it. People with head injuries. And one of the things that is uh, a part of that is that you get impulsive and you do irrational things, thoughtless things. 
and mm. you, almost like you can't help yourself. And um, they, they think that it's uh, responsible for erratic changes in behavior, violent behavior amongst athletes that, that have it, especially football players. You see like some of the like really aggressive, fucked up things that football players have done. Like they, they attribute some of it to CTE. Mm. Yeah. That's terrible. We are the NFL in 1962. Researchers say the professional bull rider killed himself at CTE. Mm. Oh, it came so, out today because yeah. there's a story going on. Of course. Of course, you're riding a fucking 2,000-pound monster animal. Do you have his balls tied up in a knot? Do you, have, you, uh, have you ever done, like, the military stuff during a, in an active war zone? No. It's fucking... I, I went to Afghanistan a few years ago, like in 07 or something. I, I can't do it again. I was so... It's just so... It's so nutty. You're right, and it's boys. It's like 19-year-old yeah. boys that are... Uh, just getting blown up, stepping on IEDs. Like I go visit boys in in hospitals with shrapnel in their faces, and and the crazy part is the guys that are injured, they feel bad that they're not out fighting next to their, you know, fighting with their company or whatever. Mm. They they feel guilty that they're not still out there. And you're like, oh my Have god. Have you ever read uh, Sebastian Younger? You ever read any of his stuff? No. He's got a great book called Tribe, and um, it's a lot of it is about what happens to people in times of war. <clears throat> and what happens to um, soldiers, the camaraderie that they share together, mm. and that even though it's these harrowing, you know, death-filled moments of their life, that when they look back at it, it was their favorite time of life. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, because people apparently, his, I mean, a lot of people believe this, that people without extreme struggle don't find meaning in life, and that the the dull, gray, cubicle life stuck in traffic, eating fast food, watching TV, going to sleep. Like, that is the torture. Yes. That's the torturous existence, not the existence of, of battle. And the camaraderie that they share when these soldiers are side-by-side side fighting for, for their lives right. and, and defending each other, the camaraderie is incredibly intense. And the emotions are incredibly high, I would imagine, too. That, that high stakes, yeah. your life is at stake, dude, and, and yeah. you have to take care of each other. And that's so true. There is nothing more uh, depressing than the gray. The gray is the worst. The, the Sisyphean thing, like the pull, push the rock up and then the rock comes. Like that, that Muzak, fucking, elevator music. Yeah, that's absolutely true. The drone, the drone of a nothing existence. Yeah. It's just, I mean, that is what most people sell their time for. You know, they, they yeah. sell their eight hours every day plus commuting yeah. to the drone time, yeah. just droning on. And there, a lot of people, a lot of those people are listening to this right now. And one of the, the things about podcasts that's amazing for, for that is like people get a chance to hear the way other people live and think and then realize like there is a way out. I am alive. I'm alive and my brain is working and I can think. And even though I'm stuck here because I have to pay my bills, this is not permanent. I need to figure out my exit strategy, and mm, I need to start mm. moving on now. And they start doing that, and that, that that's a that's a huge factor in people's futures. To hear the fact that other people have been stuck, I don't know you've been stuck. You've yeah. been stuck in shit jobs. Hell yeah! I mean, I fucking did it. I had twenty two jobs in four years uh, when what? I graduated from college. Yeah, I had a fucking philosophy degree, and that was you know totally useless. And I tried everything before I became a stand up comedian. Try? But name it, dude. Dog walker, parking attendant, uh, production assistant. I worked in a cannery. I've done it. Like what's a cannery? A cannery in Chatsworth. I worked in a cannery. Like you make canned foods. Like cans, like these like cans this? here. Yeah, like Laverne and Shirley worked at the beer thing or whatever. I worked in a cannery. Very, very short job. 
because um, I wanted to know what the world was about. I didn't know what the world was about. And I didn't know that I, I just didn't fit in anywhere. I was a paralegal. I was an immigration paralegal, a corporate paralegal. Like I, and at the time, you didn't need to have any kind of like accreditation. You just had to have an attorney say that you were. And so I just learned. That's it? It was fucking crazy. Yeah. Pre-9-11. So an attorney says, yep, here's your stamp. You can be an immigration paralegal because I, I worked long I? enough. Not right now. Now you need to get a certification. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a minister. You are? Yeah, I'm a, I'm an ordained minister. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> That's phenomenal. I did it online. You did? How yeah. long did it take? Five minutes. You training? Yeah. There was no training. Yeah, no, of course. I just like, I think I sent I sent in some money. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> it was a long time ago. I married some people, though. You did? Yeah, I married these two people that won Fear Factor. It's really, really nice couple. Married them. That's nice of you to do. People ask us to marry them, and Oof. we're like, I don't know. I would if never I... do it again. Yeah, right. I've had people ask since then. I'm like, nope, I'm one and zero, and I think they're still together. So <laughs> that's good. Worked out, bitch. <laughs> but um, as an addendum to what you were just saying about that cubicle life, that gray life, and yeah. I don't know if this is a function of like turning forty for me, but I've had this thing lately where I'm really acutely aware of my death. Like I've always been very existential. Like I've always loved thinking about my death because it frees me to be alive you know right, right. but now at 40 i'm 41 and i'm like i feel like i'm knocking on death's door like i i get this weird thing of like it's so short like you don't right. really have a lot of time on this planet and it's really weighing on me now more especially now that i have a child and i'm like i, I just want to stay alive to see my son yeah uh, grow up but then you realize like how much of your life are you gonna fucking piss away doing uh shit you don't want to do Working in the fucking cubicle job you don't want to have. Like yeah. you don't you don't get many years. You don't many you don't get many great years, right? Yeah. When does your body start to really take a shit? Like seventy? <sighs> when you're seventy, you're fucking rough. Seventy's yeah. a rough thing. Like you, you have a lot of bad days, I would imagine. Yeah. The, I think one of the big keys, and this is very hard for people to imagine that don't enjoy exercise, is Exercise is not an option. It's yes. a necessity. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. a necessity for body maintenance. So all these people that go, oh, I don't want to work out. Oh, you know, I just, I'd rather just, you know, eat whatever I want and live while I live and, you know, roll the dice and it'll be fine. <laughs> no, you, it, it doesn't, you don't just have a heart attack and die. You slowly rot away and then your body gives out. Yeah. Like it's not a quick and easy process. It's not like you and you, you the quality of your time is not the same. The quality of your time with exercise is far superior than the quality of your time without exercise because you're you're more relaxed. Your body functions better. Um, you, you're you're stronger. You can do things. You know, you don't have to be helped in so many ways. Like, there's a lot of people that can't even open up a jar of pickles. Yeah. You know, there's like their body is just not good. It's not working good. You know, that's you don't want to be that person. I'm not <sighs> saying you should be a bodybuilder. You should have a six pack. You don't have to do that, but you should devote a certain amount of time per week for body maintenance, and you'll feel better. It'll give you better decision making abilities. You'll 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 be calmer. You'll be more removed from the stress of the everyday grind because your body is experiencing some stress, some workload, and by doing that and putting out that energy, it frees you. Oh my gosh! Can I just tell you that I've met so many people on the road. Um, who come up to me and say, please tell Joe Rogan thank you because I lost 100 pounds because I've been listening to him. I lost 50 pounds. I started exercising because I've been listening to Joe. And da, da, da. So just know that people totally listen to you and totally have changed their lives. Uh, it's a lot of responsibility. <laughs> but uh, 
But yeah, I don't fucking like Pilates. I hate it. But to anybody listening that hates it the way I do, then pay somebody. Pay somebody who holds you accountable, and then you have to fucking show up, and they they make you do it. Just do, just go. go. Don't even pay somebody. You know what? And here's the thing with people that don't have any money. If you can listen to this podcast, it means you have a computer, right? Hopefully. Mm-hmm. If you have a computer, or if you have a phone, if you have a regular phone, like an iPhone or something like that, you can go on YouTube, and you can play... Um, a yoga class. There's a ton of them. Oh, yeah. You don't need You're to right. pay. You're you don't right. need to pay. I mean, hot yoga, I think, is better because it's like more strain in your body. But guess what? Regular yoga is fine. It's fucking great for you. Yeah, YouTube. Yeah. It's all, and and all the, also for body weight exercises, I tell people that when they want to know kettlebell exercises. Like, yeah, if you can afford to have someone teach you how to do it correctly, that's good. But you can learn everything you want to learn on YouTube. That's not amazing. It's incredible. I uh, unclogged our drain one time from youtube from youtube i was like we didn't have any money and the bathtub was full and fucked up and i was like i'm not gonna pay some fucking guy to come here and just snake this thing and then that's it and i learned how to do it i went down the hardware store Got the thing. I got one of those once. I got yeah. one of them power snakes. Yeah. Where you, like, <laughs> you press the button. Brah, yeah, it's great. Fucking snake the shit out of my... I, my, wash my dogs in the shower. Yeah. And it was just caked up with hair. It was ridiculous. I had just like <laughs> hair pie. Like I would pull it out of the drain. Like these big wads. Yeah. Especially Brutus. My, um, my Shibu Inu um, uh, English Bulldog mix. Aww. He's got a lot of hair. And when I would wash him in the shower, I would pull these hunks. And Marshall's the worst, though. The, the golden's the worst. You pull these giant chunks. Yeah, and like it just people's hair. Clogged everything up. So I just got one of them snakes and shoved it in there. And it follows its way down and cleans it all out. And then the water flushes. Don't pump that Drano shit down there, though. That eats away your pipes, yeah, right? Yeah, it's not good. You know what I was thinking? I should have fucking become like a plumber or an electrician while I was doing stand-up in the beginning, like as a day job. Because I, for, when some shit happens at your house and you got to call that asshole and they come out, yeah. they have all the power. The guy who knows how to just fix your plumbing or your electricity, it's not a small job. It's not yeah. easy. I'm not saying that. But the guy that knows how to do that has all the power in that situation. And you're so vulnerable, you know, when your lights don't work yeah. or the thing and the thing. Oh, and yeah. Thing. You're like, oh, you have the knowledge, you have the power to do this. Please help me. So you think you should have become a plumber just to learn it so that you could yeah. do it for yourself or yep. do, to do it as a job? No, as a gig. That should yeah. have been my daytime yeah, gig. Yeah, but if you do that as a gig, like, that's not an easy gig to get. It's not easy. You have to have an apprenticeship. You learn how to do you get it. Get a union. Like, oh, there's, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of shit. shit. Yeah, it's a lot of shit involved. I don't know that. Yeah, and you know Such what? a good skill, though. It I is, like. but it's also super long hours. Like, you're working uh, you're working hard. Like, plumbers work, you know? But it's the long hours. I was hoping I could make my own hours a bit more. Well, and the good thing about something like that, though, is you would have your nights free. That's but what you, I'm talking about. But you'd be so tired. Yeah, you need a lazy day job. That's what I found for stand-up. It was the best just to have, like, a 9 to 5 that I didn't give a shit about. Didn't yeah. have to expend too much energy. What was your what was your nine to five job that you were, when you first started making it uh, or first started working? Yeah, well, the best job I ever had was at the Girl Scouts of Greater Los Angeles. Really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was the fucking funnest job. It was part time, and I would like help the Girl Scout cookie drive sale. I would oh, answer phones, and I was cool. on Chelsea lately at the same time. So Whoa. I would go do the round table and then go work at the Girl Scouts like the next day. That's crazy. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun, though. It was like an easy paycheck. Did they you hear they're going to let girls into the Cub Scouts now? <laughs> yes. Now, like, is it vice versa, too? The Cub Scouts are going to join the Girl Scouts? I don't think any boys are going to sign up for that. <laughs> Why? How dare you? How binary? Yeah, I'm, I'm super binary. 
bought my son a, oh we're we're so binary in our house we just bought my son a football uh, a football book it's in the shape of a football and explains football to the boy you, you know? should do that and right next to it put a little dress and see which one he chooses <laughs> I can I fucking tell you right now what he chooses it's so it's so funny now that I have a son and I'm like this is the kid likes dirt he's playing in the trash can right now <laughs> He's dinosaurs a, all that stuff yeah. cars yeah. dirt yeah. just muck he's a hundred percent heterosexual boy. well he might not be he might be just like a super bear yeah that'd be great yeah. a muscle bear i'd like a that too bear character because if he's tommy's boy he's gonna be hairy as fuck hairy yeah he's gonna yeah. be like a wolf Back hair, <laughs> armpit hair. Imagine if he's a little baby and he starts growing back hair. You're like, oh my god, you're a baby. What the fuck has he been? What? Jamie? I want you to Google babies with back hair. There's got to be like some Iranian wrestler baby. <laughs> Iranian. Some Russian manly little baby with fucking thick back hair. That's hilarious. Like, what dude. is the youngest ever child that had back? Okay, hair? there's got to be some. A weird genetic thing like hirsutism. Oh, look at this. Yeah, there you go. Okay, oh. there you go. That's a oh. hairy fucking baby. <laughs> Jesus Christ, is that baby's ass ever clean? That is the, that's the hairiest baby ass ever. Ugh. That's incredible. Oh, baby. A kid's got no shot. That kid's no. literally going to look like a werewolf. Okay, oh. look at that hairy fucking baby. That's insane. That baby's entire back is covered in hair. That that's kid, cute. That's that little... kid's going to be a savage. I bet he's built like Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably like seven now, just jacked, big traps and shit, giant shoulders covered with fur. Uh, look at that. Yeah, we took my son to some one of these baby. hippie Jesus classes, Christ. you know, where they teach whatever. They say shit like, we're stimulating his frontal lobe right oh, now. I'm like, no, you're not. What the fuck you're doing. Yeah, you're, he's not playing with Right. He's bouncing balls. It's called bouncing the fucking ball. Mm. And then she brings out a box of dolls. And there's girls and boys in the class. And my son is like, nah, I ain't interested in that shit. Like, he just totally doesn't want it. And then she, she tells me, you know, we should teach him uh, to like dolls, too, and also be sensitive. I'm like, don't worry about it. He's, Shut up, ho. Yeah, first of all, <laughs> my kid's not interested. He's not going to I'm not going to force him to play. Secondly, he knows how to be gentle. We have dogs in the house. He, he learns to be. He, he's not a, yeah. a stupid idiot kid. Like, you know. But the forcing of it, I was like, all right, well, you know, fucking whatever. I, Isn't I that weird that someone, first of all, the, the idea that you would know what a child should play with. A two. You and, and, and you, this person who doesn't even know the kid. Yeah. Right? And does she have babies of her own? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You probably should know that, too. Yeah. So this is like theoretical uh -huh. shit that she's trying to apply to a living human in some sort of experimental way and teaching it as dogma. Yes. I know. And, and it's always the bitches that don't have kids. Right. And it's like, always Damn. some weird fucking macrame bitches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they smell like patchouli and fucking incense and they drive Priuses. It's so too crazy. Too many bumper stickers. Oh, oh that's cute. The, they're choking those babies. The baby spa in Australia. Oh. Those babies get massages and stuff. Oh, that's kind of cool. Like that. A kid's smiling. You know what's really creepy? Baby chiropractors. People no. that take There's their yeah, they take their babies no. to chiropractors and the chiropractors adjust them. It's <laughs> like yeah, crack their necks. Newborn babies. No, yeah. not enough money in the world. Out of their fucking mind. <laughs> yeah. I would never do it. It's fucking sick. How do you even find a school for your chiropractic kid? Chiropractic for your no, little one. Get the fuck yeah, out of here. It can help with colic, earaches, <laughs> reflux, asthma. Allergies, sleep problems, ADHD, and bedwetting. Bedwetting. And, and it makes them psychic. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. can see the future. 
they read your mind. Shut the fuck up. It doesn't do any of those things, you fucking assholes. Of course not. You baby cracking cunts. Yep. That, that is a, a, a one of the creepiest fucking things. <laughs> and this is the other thing, to have the best possible start. Everything is marketed that if you don't yeah. do this for your child, they're going to be developmentally behind every other asshole. Well, I have to tell you, I've known the human race now for 41 years. I'm not fucking impressed. And I'm not worried <laughs> that my kid is behind all these assholes. Because yeah. most people aren't really doing much anyways. Yeah. So I'm not so worried about getting ahead. He's fine. By cracking his neck. Yeah, he needs his fucking neck cracked. There's zero evidence that does anything, by the way. Zero. I don't be- I don't know about it either. I do know I, about it, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, I went into it. I had a lady on who was written articles about it. And? The, the, it was all invented Bullshit. by a guy who was a magnetic healer in the 1800s. It's one of those things that's grandfathered in that we like to think of as being a legit source of like medicine. Yeah. Like they call themselves doctors. They don't yeah, go to medical yeah, yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. There's like, no medical school. It's like None. leeching or something. Zero. Like they put leeches on you. Not like that, that kind of. Well, it's just leeches might actually have a medical benefit. Yeah. But the only thing that seems to help is adjusting lower back for some people, alleviate some pain. But the problem is there's like some psychosomatic shit going on with people. There's like uh, some, you know, placebo effect. Like, does that feel better? Yeah, it kind of yeah. does. Oh, wow. Yeah, it kind of does. Yeah. And like you're looking for it to feel better. Just being touched feels better. Yeah. You know, getting a massage feels better. Mm-hmm. But there's no like... One like look, if you go to an orthopedic surgeon, you have a tear in your knee, they replace, you know, your ACL, that's fucking real. Yeah. You know, they really fixed you. If yeah. someone just takes you and goes, Okay, relax, relax. I want you to think about your chakra. <laughs> think about this side. Oh we're, we're gonna get hold on, I'm gonna get it. Oh. Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. You didn't get anything. No, it's There's nothing ter- to get. And it's terrifying. It's terrifying to have somebody do that to you. Yeah. It's I not don't good. like it. You know, a girl died last year, some Playboy of- Playmate character. She got adjusted and oh. she developed some sort of a blood clot and died. Cool. And, Good. And someone, I mean, someone, I, I talked about that and people that love chiropractors or are chiropractors, they emailed me. You fucking asshole. You're spreading <laughs> a negative shit about chiropractic. That woman had a medical issue that she did not dissolve. Just listen to me. If she can get through life and not have a fucking stroke until someone adjusts her neck, how the hell is adjusting your neck good? Yeah. She, yeah. she had a medical issue? What, what medical issue? Yeah. What, she doesn't like getting her neck strangled? Like, what, what is going on? She, did she bleed easy? Was she hemophiliac? Like, what's causing... Why, why are you doing that? There's no evidence that that works. It doesn't do anything. I don't know. I don't know shit about it. I don't trust it, though. I don't let anybody fucking crack me. It's crazy how, how prominent it is. It's everywhere. We had a girl tell us when our son was eight weeks old and he was crying, uh, at, at, like, around five o'clock every night. It's like it, it was his witching hour. Newborns often have right. the time of day they get cranky. Uh, she goes, uh, this is our... Our nanny at the time, she goes, you know, I, I sense his energy is off. It, it might be because uh, he's sensing your, your anxiety. And well, I have a friend that does Reiki and um, she normally charges $100 an hour, but she'll charge you 50 because he's so small. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's when they do this like body thing. Here. They go near oh, you oh, with the energy with the hands. It's infuriating. Have you ever had somebody do no. Reiki? You will want to blow your fucking brains out. I, I had a lady do it to me and I don't know what it does, but she, they hover or over you, right? Yeah. Over your chakra, whatever the fuck that is. And the whole time I'm like, I'm so angry that this person's uh-huh. doing, yeah, like, <laughs> what are you, you doing? Do Stop Why'd it, you touch me. Because uh, I want to try it because I had heard about it and I was like, well, is it like a massage? I didn't really know enough. Right. And it's not a massage. It's nothing. Oh, is she doing it right yeah. here? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Reiki treatment session. Please give me some volume so I can understand how she's healing her vagina. She's hovering over her pussy. She's like, this area is hot. 
I'm, I'm sensing hot. warmth. You might have syphilis. <laughs> Go to a doctor. What's up with your socks? That's uh, a woman who's given up on life with those socks. Yes, she's shutting it oh, down. Hold on, chakras. <laughs> Oh, fuck oh, off. she's starting at the third eye. Look at her. Yeah. She's super healthy. Case, I'm not actually placing my hands on the client because I don't want to press into her eyes. Uh-huh. You're not near her eyes, you crazy bitch. No. <laughs> it's her third eye, Joe. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um. For approximately two to three minutes each. That's why it's infuriating. It lasts forever. I'm just going to take you through each one. Oh, okay. Explaining what I'm doing. Super healthy. <laughs> Look at how she's got a chart on the wall, so it's got to be legit. <laughs> the chart. So, <laughs> the fucking chart legitimizes it. I it's know. It's drawn like a 1960s kung fu diagram. <laughs> right. Uh, this is where the death touch is. Whoosh. My stupid chart. I had a lady corner me at the comedy store and tell me that she's a, a Reiki healer. And uh, she, she made me put my hand out. And I go, what, what are you going to do? And she's like, I'm just going to just so you can feel it. And I go, what am I feeling? Yeah. She goes, just put your hand out and just empty your mind. I go, okay. So I put, <laughs> Done. I put my hand out and she just hovers her hand over. I go, what are you doing? And she's like, you're not open. This is not going to work if you're not open. I'm like, oh, well, it's not going to work then because you're just hovering your hand over me. She's like, I'm a Reiki healer. I'm like, bitch, you're crazy. You're out of your fucking mind. No, she, she's a shyster. These are hucksters. Yeah. Does I think that- they believe. I don't know if they believe. Some of them, well, I don't want to generalize them into one giant group, but some of them must believe they're doing something. Well, I think you have to believe it's working, too. It's It's placebo effect. Yes, exactly. I mean, look, I've been hypnotized to stop smoking cigarettes, and it's been 11 years. That's different. But you don't believe that you have to be open to it? Yeah, but hypnosis is legit. Yeah. And I think that's one of, I've I've talked, I'm going to see if you agree with this. I think that's what stand-up is. I think when you're killing, like, say, mm. if I watch you, if you're on stage and you're killing and I'm sitting in the back of the room, I'm letting you think for me. I'm, like, caught in your trance, mm. right? You're like, S- I'm not I'm not thinking, oh, I don't know if I agree with her. Eh, maybe she's wrong. Man, eh, I don't like her dress. Right. I'm sitting there and I'm allowed, if, like, if you're killing and I'm locked into you and I'm really enjoying the show, I'm allowing you to think for me. Mm. And I'm falling into, like, this trance mm-hmm. in sort of a way. And when... And when you're making me laugh, then like I uh, I have confidence in your thought process mm-hmm. that I'll let you take the the reins and I'll just sit back and have a good time. I think there's something to that because I was hypnotized for the first time last year by a friend of mine. His name is Vinny Shorman, and he does a lot of work. He's a hypnotist, but he also does a lot of work with fighters, and he puts them in this state, and it's you're entirely conscious while this is happening. But he puts you in this very, very relaxed state, and you go over things that you would like to work on or go over things that perhaps are bothering you, Mm. go over things that are bothering you about the past. But what it is is about putting you in a state of mind where you can just relax and think and not be overwhelmed by extraneous information or things outside of your control. That's real. Mm-hmm. That's that's like as real as meditation, as real as. A, but this shit, where I'm gonna <laughs> hover over your vagina and pretend I'm cooking. <laughs> Here I Do am. Feel the energy. You're not open, Joe. I'm, You're just not open to it. If my hand was a marshmallow, <laughs> right now I'd flip it because I'm roasting over your pussy. <laughs> <laughs> she like, she covered her everything. It, when she got to the vagina, she stayed there for a long time. She was like, "This is so this is the area here. of your troubles." This is where it all stems. Your this pussy is... heat. <laughs> the heat coming off your face. My hands are sweaty. Smell yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> That's so stupid.
stupid. It's just, but people always want to find, like, there's something wrong with me. I have anxiety. Yeah. I'm living in traffic. I don't like my life. Someone fix me. Fix oh, it. I'm going to put needles in your head and all over the place. And That's a bunch of dog shit, open too. Open up your chakras. Have you done acupuncture? Uh, only once. Well, once too, and I hated it. I was so angry the whole time because <laughs> it hurts. It fucking hurts. Did it hurt? For me, it did. I meant maybe she was doing it wrong. Yeah. I was having migraines uh, like 10 years ago, but it's because I was on this birth control pill that was fucking with me. Oh, no, no, no. It's because you didn't get the needles. You know what? I wasn't open head. enough to the you needles. You were open to Reiki. Oh, I gotta get maybe back. if he just reiki a fist. <laughs> Right in there. What? <laughs> now go ahead and make a fist and put it in your own ass. Mm. Feel the energy. Um, <sighs> um, <sighs> massage your inner colon. <laughs> um, I only did it once, and it was a doc. The guy was a chiropractor too, so he, was, he had double bullshit going on. Yeah. He adjusted my neck, and then he stuck needles in my head, and he was trying to fix my shoulder. And I'm like. <laughs> How'd that go? Didn't work. <laughs> it turned out it was just a little, slight little muscle pull that I need to get over. Now, what do you healing. think about psychics and mediums? Bullshit artists? Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I go with, I think it is entirely possible that we sense things that we don't have uh, a, an understanding of. Like, sometimes you feel something weird. Like, I was yeah. thinking about a friend of mine uh, yesterday, and I hadn't talked to him in a while, and he emailed me right. out of the blue. Right. I don't know if that's a coincidence. Right. I don't know what that is, but the odds of it happening are. You got to think of how many times do you think about your friend and they don't email you. Right? right. Right. Like, why is it then when you think about them and they do? Is it just coincidence? I don't know. But I think there are times where you sense things that you don't have a sense for. Like, there's a feeling that you get where you don't understand. And I think we, we sense things about each other. And maybe there are social cues that we're picking up on. Maybe there, yeah. maybe people give off pheromones when they're upset. Maybe, and maybe those trigger you because we're like sort of designed to avoid confrontation in certain individuals. But I think this idea that they can look at you and like, your family <laughs> is from, I sense a farm. Is there a farm? Is there a farm in your past? Um, no. Plants? But, Selling plants? Yeah, no, I had plants. No, what it is is a potted plant. Sit by the... Yes. Yes. There yes. was a potted plant. And you are close to a woman. <gasps> yes, um, I have. Who would that be? My mother. My your, mother was a woman. Your mother, yes. Yes. I see your mother. Um, <gasps> I'm trying to picture out her name. Is there an A in her name? Yeah. Yeah. No, Magdalene. Yeah. Yes. yes. Magdalene. Very good. Yes. <laughs> Dude, I went to see this lady. She knew everything about my mom. A friend of mine went to uh, a chiropractor, or not a chiropractor, a psychic, same shit. And uh, he, he went, <laughs> Same shit, he went, different toilet. He went, dude, the chiropractor knew all about my grandmother. I go, yeah. Mm. Don't you know about your grandmother? You know about your grandmother, right? So your chiropractor's yeah. telling you shit you already know, or your psychic, rather. Tell, right, I keep right. calling the chiropractor. I know. I was like, Reiki healer <laughs> knows shit about things that you already know. So they're yeah. telling you things you already know. Like, they're not psychic. They're, right, they're manipulating right, right. you. They're pulling questions out of you. They, they're getting answers. They, they're giving you leading questions. You're answering them in a very naive way. And yeah. you're giving them the information because they're fucking con artists. Tell yeah. this asshole to tell you what your future is. Tell them yes. to tell you what the, what the lottery number is. How come they never pick the lottery, these fucks? That's right. And Houdini had this thing where didn't he work it out with like his wife or something? He, that there was like a code word so that when he died, he would go from beyond, have a, the word that they would know. And it never, you yeah. know, happened. Maybe he didn't like her. 
Fuck that bitch. <laughs> I was like, I'm out of here. satisfaction knowing about ghosts. <laughs> I go by Penn and Teller. I'm friends with Penn. And Love he, him. He just tells me it's 100% horse shit. Yeah. Like 100% flat out. You know, they have that James Randi challenge. You know, that guy has offered a million dollars to anyone that can prove actual psychic powers. No one's taken him up on it. No one's ever... James Randi. It's the James Randi challenge. Not even the... the what's the... The, the Long Island n- medium? Yeah. Ah, I think she might be a bullshit artist. I, one time, I think I got hosed. I did a show, a podcast, and the lady was... She was good because I think I think what it is is people can read your unconscious. It's yeah. one unconscious mind reading another unconscious mind. I imagine. I feel like your father was an artist. <laughs> Am I right? Yes. But that's the thing. They're telling you things that you already know. That's right. what so drives me fucking affirming crazy. What's already a belief or whatever in you versus new information. What do you yeah. think about astrologers? Ah, that's fucking stupid. Bullshit, right? Yeah. Bullshit. I don't. Can I tell you something? Whenever I, I meet a girl. And she's like, what's your sign? And I'm like, Gemini. She's like, I knew it. You're such a Gemini. Who are, what's your husband? And I'm like, don't, please don't. Like, I can't pretend like I, I, I can't, I can't yeah. subscribe to, it's you're fucking You're such a Scorpio. It. Yeah. God, how can you not believe you're such a Scorpio? That's <laughs> just, it's just not, it's silly. But you can find traits in people and all sorts of people that match all sorts of different, like I could be a Virgo. Yeah. I could be a Taurus. Yeah. Uh, oh, you're so stubborn. You're gotta be a Taurus. <laughs> you're such a Pisces that way. Oh my God, you're such a Leo. How could you not believe you're such a Leo? <laughs> yeah, because I could read any any horoscope, mm. and it it would probably apply. I, what, I, like, what, what I really wonder about, well, those are bullshit. Yeah. The real horoscope thing, when you talk to the people that are super into it, they. They literally want to know what time of the day you were born, what right. part of the world you were born. Right. And then they're like, well, you're a Gemini with a cancer rising <laughs> and you're part cut. Stop. <laughs> it makes my asshole pucker. Like even hearing it, it's like a, a million alarm bells are like, dum dum, dum dum. I can't. I can't. Like I... Yeah. Stan Hope used to have a funny bit about it. I forget how it goes. We have a funny bit about how ridiculous it is. It's just... It's, it's, it's fun. Horseshit. It's what, fun, but it's it's silly. Well, you know? we're searching. People are always searching for meaning. You know, yeah. we're always searching for someone who knows something that we don't. Hidden knowledge, the secrets to the universe. Because there's so much uncertainty yeah. that leaves open this possibility that someone has like, I've been gifted. I have a gift. Yeah, and you're like, yes, great. Tell mm, me everything. I went to a psychic once. Just I was. <laughs> I went to an audition in New York, and I was just like, what am I doing with my life? I'm gonna yeah. Walking to the train station, I'm like, I'm gonna go to a psychic. So I went to the <sighs> psychic, and she's like. You have a brother. I go, no, I don't. <laughs> uh, a psychic brother. I feel like maybe you have a brother you don't know about. No, <laughs> no. My mom had me when she was 20. I have a sister. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. She made up a bunch of stupid shit. She was talking about, you're not sure what you want to do with your life. I go, yeah, no, I know exactly what I want to do. Yeah. Like, what? This is terrible. Lies. You don't know what you're doing. I had a lady just tell me right before I shot my special, a psychic, she goes, I go, what do you see in my future? And I knew that the special was coming. And right. she didn't even know what I did for a living. And she goes, I see you as like an interior designer. Give a- <laughs> She's just guessing. Yeah. She goes, you have a real flair for style. I go, I certainly do not. This is the last thing I'm good at. I'm wearing two different color socks, bitch. Yeah, look at me. I'm an animal. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. You're a crazy lady. Yeah. Why did you go see her? 
because it was a podcast. It was a friend's podcast where she, they have mediums on, and, oh, and I thought it'll be it'll be silly. It'll be fun. And you know, I, I got I got suckered in that day. I think I did. I really did. I, I you know if I'm being honest, because my mother died two years ago, so I was kind of like, <gasps> and and I now that I looking back, she did totally lead me down. Like, you didn't well, your get mother was kind of nutty though. My mother was mentally ill. Yeah, like legit. Like she was a borderline personality disorder, and then um, had schizophrenia too. So <sighs> it was fucking wackadoodles. Do you do you have to do like self audits? Uh, you mean aggressive therapy for the last decade? Check yourself before you yeah. wreck yourself type shit. Yeah. Like, do you oh, look yeah. in your own brain and go, am I wacky? 24-7, yeah. Yeah? Well, not 24-7 anymore, uh, but I, because I was, I grew up alone with my mom, my parents split, and then I was raised by a crazy person, and Ooh. so I've had to, like, relearn how yeah. to think and what's what's the right way to do stuff, and I, like I said, I've been in therapy for a decade, so I've had to learn, you know, like, I've just had to relearn, and it's right. totally, you totally can you know, that's the thing, like, I, and I, that's why I talk, I don't talk about it to be like, oh, poor me, I, I had this thing, but just to let people know, if you did grow up kind of wacky, you can fucking fix your brain. You can yeah. reorient, you can, you can change how you think. It oh, doesn't yeah. have to stay sick. Yeah. You know? Now, um, when you, how yeah. often do you go to therapy? Every week, dude. And if I don't, like, I feel it. Like, I start, it's, I gotta, I have a whole regimen. It's the exercise, it's the therapy, <laughs> it's eating right, it's sleeping, it's, you gotta do it all. Uh, right. Otherwise... I mean, you know, I, I get out of whack. And what do you get out of the therapy? Uh, so I, I believe in psychotherapy, like getting back Freudian. I, I like to go back to the initial wound, to the root cause. Mm. I like to go back, look, because what happens is you get wounded way back when, right? The childhood trauma, the thing. And then you grow up and it gets triggered by whatever stuff happens as an adult. Except now you're all fired up and you're all angry and you're so overreactive and you don't know why. Well, it's probably not because of what happened today. It's what happened back here yeah so if you resolve the shit back here then what happens today becomes a lot clearer and it works for me so yeah well that makes sense right don't think about what's going on right now think about why you feel weird about what's going on yeah. right now what is it really did my husband really just look at me <coughs> funny and that's why i'm so furious about this little thing or is this something that's mommy daddy way back here yeah because you know? i think a lot of us live from the past you live from the past wound you make all your decisions uh, based on on that programming. So if your fucking wires are crossed, you're going to make bad decisions over and over and over. Yeah. And I would imagine that any time spent thinking about your behavior, thinking about the way you think, just examining mm -hmm. your own mind is, is as long as you're really doing it justice, like really being like so many people don't ever think about the way they think. No, they're just caught up in the whirlwind of life, the momentum of their own existence. Mm -hmm. And the next thing you know, they're like miserable and 50. Like, what am I doing? Where am I? Where am I? Blah. Right. Or it's you know? the, the divorce and then the remarriage to mm -hmm. someone this who's going to be better. Right. He's going to fix it. He's going to fix it. He's or my he's my soulmate. <laughs> I'm gonna get to I'm gonna have an affair. I'm gonna yeah. do that. I'm gonna act out here. Woo. How's that gonna work Exciting. for you? Yeah. Or Exciting. I'm gonna I'm gonna start doing, you know, drugs, alcohol, overeating, yeah. whatever, gambling, yeah. compulsive. That'll that'll clear Ooh. up this stuff, right? The gambling one is the weirdest one to me. Yeah. I've, I've known so many people that are compulsive gamblers and I see the itch in them to get that itch. That uh, I'm so scared itch. of gambling. You go to Vegas? I don't. I don't. No, I don't like it. I don't. It's not for Do me. Do you work there? I have. Yeah. 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 Um, I work there a lot. You know, I work there like three or four times a year. You know, 
for the UFC. Yes, yes. And uh, I now spend zero time in casinos. <laughs> yeah. But I used to spend time in casinos because I would stay in a casino and then I would work in a casino. But now I just stay outside of the casino because it's just... I don't enjoy being around that energy. I agree. There's, there's this frantic gambler energy where you see these people, you walk by the card tables and they're just looking and they're like, whoa, you're like watching people yeah. in an opium den. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, it's depravity, it's low energy, low frequency. Uh, there's the light is synthetic, the air is synthetic, the time stops, the, I, I don't like that. And you know what, what I figured out too is that everyone's got the shit, the addictions, the gambling, the compulsive behaviors yeah. because we're afraid to feel the feeling. You're just afraid of the feeling, the bad feeling. Well, I feeling. think it's that, but I think it's also there is a reward to winning, and you're chasing this reward constantly. I don't uh, necessarily yeah. know if it's a being afraid of the feeling as much as being addicted to the reward. You know, that's that the too. thing. Like I was reading this article that the guy who created likes on Facebook <laughs> was saying that you know not only does he not use Facebook now, that he's got like a thing set up on his computer where he can't go to Reddit, and his phone is set up where he can't download apps. Like he doesn't like he's like that whole like thing where you go yeah. to check to see how many likes you got on a Facebook post you made or something like that. Like that reward system is like entirely it, it's addictive and it triggers this this thing in people and that it can hijack your mind. I mean, that was like literally like the title of the article mm -hmm. is that like uh, this technology can hijack your mind. Without question, it, it, the reward system, right? Like little yeah. rats, ding, 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 I got the cheese, I got the cheese. Like more you see those people in front of the little slots? Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah, feels ding, good. Ding, ding. Just droned out. But then when you're in the reward system, you're not thinking about the stuff that's bothering you, ding, right? Ding, 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 yeah. ding, uh, everything's great. Ding, 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 ding. Likes, love me, daddy, good, good, good. I have to think about that. Gambling is a weird one, man. Yeah, I don't understand it because you're really self-sabotaging. You know who gambles up a storm? Who? Dice. Really? He's oh, yes, I've, I've heard this. Yes. He's a maniac. Yes. Like hundreds of thousands of dollars a night. What? Yes. Maniac. That I did not know. Savage. Wow. Yeah. Savage now, gambler. What do you think? What's the motive there? What, He's what's... mentally ill. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> Big fat <laughs> fucking ass! <laughs> I think I loved uh, him. he loves it. I loved him, by the way, as a child. Oh, I did too. I, I think so, so funny. I yeah. loved him. I, loved I love him. being friends with him. I love that I'm friends with Dice. Oh, he's the coolest. You know, I don't know him, but like Talk personally. to him on the phone. Joseph. Oh. Talk to me. I love him. But it's, um, he loves the thrill of gambling. So, you know, but, I don't know. But what, it, but the thrill, the, I avoid gambling altogether. I'm, I'm far too frugal. Mm. But I, is it the, is it the thing of like, I can lose everything? There's a little of what, that. There's a there's a the rush of winning too. It's not right. just the the no the notion that you could lose everything. It's the rush of winning. Wow. Dana White's a giant gambler. He's he's gambled. He's lost as much as a million dollars in a night. Is this is the surf, <coughs> is he a surfboarder skateboarder? President of the UFC. Oh sorry, who am I yeah, thinking of? Guy. Is he a band? Is he a, Dana White? A, a boy band member? I'm thinking of it's Sean he, White. Is he a b boy? <laughs> you know what I've been getting into lately? Um, breakdancers. I fucking love breakdancing. I love that whole, I love that Dude, era. There's an Instagram page yeah. called Stance Elements. Okay. Holy shit. These guys are on another level. Yeah. There's this uh, young Korean kid. The shit that he does like defies physics. I think they call him like Pocket Kim or something like that is his name. He's on that Stance Elements page. Dude, there's but, a school <clears throat> you can go to and learn. I don't want. I'm too Come busy. On, Joe, I'm too let's fucking go busy. I I, I'm having a hard enough time with English. <laughs> That's the guy. Yeah. What is his name? Bobby Pocket. B Boy Pocket. B Boy Pocket. Okay. 
<clears throat> go to his watch this guy nah, check this, this guy shit. but no you can't believe the shit he can do look at this That's look at amazing. this look at this i know dude seriously what in the fuck what? look at this come on i mean what in the fuck this guy is on such another level than anything i've ever seen before he's like taking this to some completely new place <laughs> so rad, dude. He was on. Uh, <laughs> so I was rad. looking at Tim Ferriss's Instagram page. I like Tim Ferriss. And this was on it. <clears throat> yeah, and this was on it. This guy was on it, and I was like, "What in the fuck?" And then I started following Stance Elements on uh, Instagram. And once I started following it on Instagram, I realized, like, "Oh my god, I had no idea this was even happening." Like, there's and it's girls too. There's a bunch of girls. Scroll down and see some of the girls. Like you see, like long. There was a girl with long hair with a hat on. Keep scrolling down. Just keep scrolling down. Um, there was a girl on, on like dance floor type situation with long hair and a hat. Like keep going. You'll find her. Keep going. No, no, no. That might oh, be one of them. <clears throat> that's probably yeah. That's one of them. Watch this girl. Oh shit. There's a bunch of them. Okay. But but these girls can do crazy shit too. Like they're unbelievable athletes. So give me some music there, Jamie. But it's like it's a crazy like gymnastics. Rhythmic gymnastics art form thing Like so they do the dance thing where they're standing up and then they get down on the ground That's so hard dude. Oh, it's Could crazy. Can you even imagine doing this shit now? No But <laughs> oh, what's really interesting is a lot of these people <clears throat> That get into jujitsu are particularly talented at jujitsu because they have some amazing control over their body one of our uh, best students from 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu is uh, Gio Martinez and Richie Martinez, his two brothers, and they're both breakdancers. They started out breakdancing, and now they're fucking savage jiu-jitsu fighters. And it's one of the reasons why is because they have this incredible control of their body. Bet. <clears throat> but I'm, I'm fascinated. I go to that every day. I'm like, what's the new freak <laughs> Isn't shit? Isn't that funny, dude? People are doing? You find your Instagram jams, right? Oh, I have a lot of jams on Instagram. What's your other yeah. jam? Let's go. Oh, boy. I don't know. I follow a lot of nature pages. Oh, nature? Oh, i got to yeah. get into that. Um, See? Yeah, Nature is Metal is one of my favorite. Cool. Have you been to Nature is Metal? No, but I'm gonna. Oh, horrific fucking animals killing each other. <laughs> you do like that because you always do post shit like, look at this fucking beast, and it's like some crazy animal. Yeah, I got to tell everybody. Look at that one. Yeah, dude. <clears throat> These wolves fighting over a deer that they killed. That's banana. Yeah, they're covered in blood. Um, there's a one that's going on right now. Um, it's not visual, but it's a story on my friend Remy Warren on his Instagram page. Uh, they were on an island in Alaska, and they got attacked by a giant grizzly bear. Oof. A giant Kodiak brown bear. It was a 1,000-pound bear. Knocked them over, ran through the camp. One guy was literally riding on the bear's back as it ran down the hill. They literally, the bear literally attacked, and there was so many people, and everybody scattered in certain directions, and nobody got killed, but they easily could have gotten killed. And it's on his uh, Instagram page. There's that video, but there's also on his Instagram story. If you're using the app and you click on his little icon... It's like one of those where you see like a hundred dots in a row and he broke. I don't know how he did it He broke like a long video down into 15 second chunks You record the whole video and then <coughs> take you got to take time to put it up on the story But right, just, but how do you do how do you uh, do one? Well, they seamlessly go into the other where there's no breaks Just use the next 15 second part. Oh god. It's a a little bit of a pain in the dick. There is might there be a, a better yeah. way, but maybe there is a better there is. way. I don't think that there is. But the way he did is so seamless. It seems like there is a better way. Mm. Maybe they're better at it now. Anyway, um, a thousand-pound, huge Kodiak brown bear 
charged them because they had killed an elk and they had the elk in camp. They had the meat in camp and this bear just oh. ran over the top of the hill, full blast at them, knocking people left and right. And they said it was only because there were so many of them that they survived and nobody got hurt. One guy hit the bear in the face with ski poles, with like trekking oh my poles. God. And the bear scrambled. Like he said, literally, there was giant gnashing teeth inches from his face. <laughs> And everyone went this is full. Bananas. Everyone went full reptilian. They didn't see it coming. They had bear spray and pistols, but they couldn't get to him in time. They're like, "You think you can handle this? Like, you think you're you're prepared? Like, oh, I would have done this. Next time, you should do this." He's like, "There's no next time. There's no you. You, you have no idea how you're going to react when a thousand pound bear runs at you." Hell no. Hell oh. no. Oh. I mean, like, I had a we had a rat in our house, <laughs> and I was like terrified of killing it and seeing it dead in the. But I was excited to put down those traps, you know, like the snap traps. I was like, I'm going to fucking kill this thing. Yeah, I wanted to get like a a night vision camera (laughs) just to make sure. You know, Red Band did that. Yeah? He captured it on film, like the the rat getting caught in the trap. It's horrific. The thing is screaming. I know. When the trap gets like. I know. I know, but when that motherfucker's shitting all over your house and shitting mm. in your kitchen, oh, yeah. that's all I want is to well, see him dead. you guys are in the hills. Yeah. When you're in the hills, you get rats. I know. There's no way around it. No, I know. They know what's so silly is that that rat thing, I mean, we eventually caught it because I poisoned the fuck <laughs> out of our yard. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to oh, get him. Oh, no. I loved it. It was. It felt good to kill it. But uh, <laughs> and he fucking showed up dead one day. My kid was playing right next to it. I was like, oh, my God, it's here. And it was all stiff. And I got to, like, throw it away. And it was, it was good. Um, but it really made me realize, uh, maybe this is like whatever tangent, but I think I'm becoming more of an atheist too, because you start to realize that it really just is like humans versus the elements. Like it's just us trying to build a fucking house, trying to keep the rodents out, trying to keep your shit safe, bears from eating you, trying to keep your young safe, trying to get them raised. It's, it's, we're just animals, but we've got like cars and iPhones and shit, you know? Yeah. Well, there's definitely a lot of that. Oh, Two is this camera a? shoot. Oh, with I night like vision. I have this trap too. Rats. The trap one where it screams, but oh yeah, is it that, is it down? Doesn't I was trying to find that? it. I don't remember exactly where he had it. He's got it up somewhere on Instagram. <laughs> I but love yeah, it. He caught them. <laughs> good for him. Yeah. I, this is a good trap. We have this one too. It's an electric one, I believe. But he was hearing them in his walls and shit. Oh, like, god damn it! Have you ever seen Rats on Netflix? Uh, wait, no, dude. The movie. Stop what you're doing, because I'm about to ruin. <laughs> there's a there's a documentary Hilarious. rats on Netflix. No, it is fuck, no, bro. It's fucking amazing. No. It's so scary. They're nasty as fuck, huh? <laughs> <laughs> They're so nasty, and you realize yeah. how many there are. There's so oh, many. Oh, my asshole just tangled. Dude, and I, New I York knew City, it. overrun. No. no. They say the weight in humans and the weight in rats might be the same in well, New York. I'm sorry? Really? The weight the of weight. humans and the mm-hmm. weight of rats. Mm-hmm. Like, there might be as many... Mm-hmm. Like pounds of rat mm. as there are pounds of people. Great. That's one theory. They don't know. Like it's just guesswork how many rats there are, but they're convinced there's as many rats as there are people. Mm. There's seven million people I... in New York. <laughs> there's seven million rats. But they yeah. say it might be as high as the body mass, like the biomass of rats and the yeah. biomass of people. Yeah. See, that's why I knew when I fucking found I might one. Have made that up. I, mean, I don't know. When you find one, there's a bunch. <laughs> These unfortunate rats were not part of the comb study. Were found mm. hung by the Lower East Side resident last summer. They hung rats. How big they are. Why they hang them? Those are horrendous. Why they hang them? Just to let all the other rats know. Um, Listen, you cunts. 
It's my fucking neighborhood. <laughs> Let this be a warning. You can't. Have, you, have you seen those Cuban rats on, on, on huh? Cuba? My husband went there once, and they're they're called nutria. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they have those in the south. Oof. Like they hunt them. They, yeah, people, good. They, apparently, they taste good. No. Appa- yes, yes. People cook them. Apparently, it's like, God, did Anthony Bourdain have it on his show? It was on. No, it was on another show. It was on someone's show. Someone had a show about, uh, like edible wild animals that people take for granted. I forget what it was called, but he cooked nutria mm. and it was delicious. He made like this casserole Wait, or something. Was he in Uganda? I think that was in Uganda. No. Are you no. sure? Yeah, okay. he was in the south. Because I think in Uganda one time they fed him a rat, and he was like, it's delicious. And you just knew that he was bearing <sighs> It was in a yellow curry sauce. I had squirrel. I hear it's greasy. Uh, the way I had it wasn't greasy, but it was good. Yeah. It tasted good. It didn't taste bad. It didn't taste bad, but it's not good. I mean, you got to think it's <laughs> a, it's eating acorns, you know? It's like... Is that what they eat? Yeah. Just I mean, it's probably just like shit. rabbits. Like, have you ever eaten rabbit? I like rabbit. Yeah, it's pr- squirrel's it's probably the same. I've had a rattlesnake, jambalaya. Really? That's okay. I've had alligator. I like alligator. I'm supposed to go hunt alligators with a buddy of mine. Those are cool. Go hunt for alligator. Fucking dinosaurs, dude. Yeah, you're basically shooting a purse. <laughs> when I was on road rules uh, back in the 90s, we went to a crocodile farm. Whoa. Yeah. You and were the, on road rules yeah. in the 90s? You didn't know that? No. Really? This so whole time? MTV? Road yeah. rules? Yeah. The no red-haired shit. stepchild of the real world, dude. I was in a Winnebago. We went to Australia. Uh, how how oh, was it the red-haired stepchild? Was it the same producers or something? Same company, Bune and Murray. And the real uh, world was like the flagship awesome show. Right. And then like a fraction, you know, watched the road rules. Do you know Matt Kunitz, one of the guys mm-hmm. who was the... Do you know Matt? Yes, He's yes. the guy who was a producer of uh, Fear Factor. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Matt's a friend it's of mine. Small I have a vacation with him. Uh, oh, well, tell me <laughs> that hilarious. I do love Matt Kunitz. He's a great guy. Yeah, there's a lot of good, good people. I worked with him forever. Yeah. Yeah. Good people come there. But... Anyway, we worked at the crocodile farm, and this is back in the day. There I am. Get the fuck American. out of here. Look at you. And not wearing <laughs> jeans, by the way. Dude, you're a baby. I know. You're it's like crazy. a baby. That's crazy. That's 21. you. Yeah, I was like Scre- 20. Zoom in on her. <coughs> Low res, guys. Wow. I find a better version. How old were you then? Like 20 or 20. Wow. Crazy haircut, too. Look at that 90s haircut. Isn't it funny that, like, how... People get on those shows and they're like, well, hey, maybe something will happen out of this. How few people <laughs> things happen for. It did never. You know well, who, who like Michael, uh, Michael Yo? Do you know Michael Yo? Yeah, I do. Yeah. He the Yo was show. on the first ever episode of Fear Factor. Really? Yep. He's, yeah. he's really good. He's really he's talented. He's yeah. a great guy too. Yeah. Sweetheart of a guy. Sweet. But he was like one of the f- rare guys that made it through Fear Factor. Oh my God. And how many, famous. how many people do you think came on Fear Factor being like, someone's going to see me? And I want to be like discovered. And Probably yeah. a few, right? <laughs> but you know, it's not that wasn't the show. Like it's not no. American Idol. No. Even American Idol. Like think about all the people that were on American Idol. That like what? Are, what is the percentage of people that are on America's Got Talent that actually have a career afterwards? It's well, you know who who actually did was uh, Melissa Villasenor. She was on AGT. AGT, as the kids say. Who's Melissa? Melissa Villasenor. She's now on Saturday Night Live. She's Shut the fuck up. She's an amazing impressionist. I mean, oh, this girl damn. was on Instagram every day doing like Gwen Stefani, Jaylee, whole, what's his name? Osmet, whole fucks nut from <laughs> The Sixth Sense. Jaylee, suck my nuts. He, she would do these obscure things and they were spot on. And she came on your mom's house and pretended to be Gloria Estefan. 
and was fantastic. We played the call for Gloria Estefan, and she was like, oh, my God, this girl is amazing. Like, wow. So she's on there. So I would say that's for sure I know. Melissa Villasenor's amazing And that talented. Terry Fedor guy, he has yeah. a fucking theater in Vegas at the yes, Mirage. But wasn't he always... I, th- I <laughs> thought he was successful prior to being on... I don't know. I mean, he I won America's Got Talent. That's like his credit. Oh, it wow. says, winner of America's Got Talent. And wow. they have a theater named after him in Vegas. It's bananas. The Terry Fedor Theater. Season two. Season two. What are they up to? Like season 90 now? Who, wait, hold on. Who's that season 10 guy? He's trying to beat Terry Fedor. This motherfucker. What's he doing? Paul Zerden. <laughs> Who's this motherfucker? British comedian. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look. He's got puppets. Like, there's not oh, a whole man. lot of guys with puppets in America. Like, stop and think about that. What are the numbers of people... That have like a puppet act that are comics today. Well, we got the big one. Uh, what's his nuts? Who? Come on, the guy. We had the same manager. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That guy, Jeff uh, Dunham. Dunham. Jeff Huge. Dunham. Huge. He's giant. Huge. Yeah. He sells out arenas. Arenas and in like crazy markets that you wouldn't this girl even. Just won it. She won it. Good she's for you, six. Darcy. She's twelve. Yeah. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Look at fucking. Get her off the stage. She doesn't know what she's doing. Fuck nuts. <laughs> Fuck that's oh, What's Simon? his name? Simon. Simon. Simon Everyone Cow. sucks. I'm such a Howie. cunt. Yeah, Howie. And then that's the Spice. What's her name? Scary Spice. Yeah. The comedian that did very well, he made it to the finals. His first like thing he did in L.A., I think, was on Kill Tony. He was on Kill Tony quite oh. a few times. Who? That's cool. Uh, his name's Preacher Lawson. Oh. And he made it all the way to the finals. He's got that's a high, high energy comedian, yeah. It's hmm. pretty good. Look at that. Wow. Yeah. Got a lot of energy. Yeah. Kind he's very jack, muscular. Too. Kind of jacked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as the kids say. And he's taking a chance wearing tight clothing too. Hell yeah. Distracting from his from his stage persona. See, do you see now that's an interesting we're talking about this with Brendan Schaub on our mm. show, and he doesn't like to dress too attractively, like showing off his physique on stage. And women well, I have a similar problem too. I have huge tits. And mm. so one of my problems with my special was like how do I fucking cover up these enormous cans so people aren't like, <laughs> look at that tits. Look at the tits on that and one. jokes too, but tits. Uh, yeah, please, you know. I gotta jerk off before I watch the special so I can focus. Tits. Like something about tits. Well, they're, right? they're your first thing. It's, we were talking about this yeah, in the beginning. Right. But when you're born and your mom goes, here you go, and you're like, these are great. Yeah. Where can I get more of this? Plus, like tits are like, Guys stare at tits with the the hope that like almost like like when you stare up at the sky every now and then you see a shooting star. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you stare at tits What's every now and then, want to pop out like whoa, stupid. a little nip slip. Does that really happen? Yeah, nip slips are real. I've seen nip slips. I've seen girls like they bend so over stupid. to like fix their shoe and their tit pops out. Oh my god, did you see that? Like, don't worry, it's no big deal. I looked away as soon as I saw it. I'm being respectful. <laughs> so at what age does that? Like, what age does that all calm down and you become, like, a, a civilized hmm. human? Oh, what sorry. Is, is that a stupid question? <laughs> what is this Narnia land? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I think when your 70? dick stops working. Look at Harvey. Yeah. Harvey Weinstein's, like, 70 years old, right? How old is he? It's so disgusting. He's getting his rape on. He's too Allegedly. old to be that rapey. No, no, no. Viagra, cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> See, at 60, shit's supposed How to kind of... 65. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I think he farts when he comes. <laughs> this nasty. You nasty Harvey. Yeah, of course he farts when he comes. Look at him. Oh, my God. Now, here's God. the question. How does a guy um, bounce back? This is not bounceable. 
No? No. So what do you do? This, especially in today's culture where it's there's no hall pass anymore for this shit. Right. He's just got to go into hiding. Or like Bill Cosby, do the complete deflection. Like, I don't know what these bitches are talking about. Like, yeah, he's in total denial. But he's also blind. Like, that's Bill true. Cosby's almost completely blind. and <laughs> So that... It's weird when you look at him like it's all <laughs> cockeyed shit. It's like, do you... It's almost like his Wait, body is like rebelling on his reality, you know? It's, just, <laughs> he's it's he's fucked so, up. The evil's making him blind. I was a fan of his in a big way when I was a little kid. Of course. <clears throat> I remember listening to uh, Bill Cosby himself. I mean, uh, yeah, he's all, his eyes are all fucked up now. Yeah. He has like really aggressive glaucoma. Go Wait, with the one above it, my the gray favorite sweater. is the, arm, the folded hands, like, like Rudy. Look at that picture right there. Come Oof. get your pooty. Yeah. That's the mugshot. When you got arrested. Yeah. It's just so weird. Sit, go from that picture to the one in the upper right where he's smiling. <laughs> like, what happened? Like, this was this was the guy we thought we were getting, right? We yeah. thought we were getting Jello Pudding America. Oh. Look, look, and he's smiling. Imagine if you were the girl who this guy raped. Oh, my God. And you had to watch him be like America's sweetheart. And you're like, no, you're a monster. You're, you're, you're taking people's humanity. It's so crazy. Like the Hugh Hefner thing, he's just a freak. Yeah. You know, they know what they're signing up for. He's not drugging anybody. <clears throat> That's true. And and everyone's kind of aware. Yeah. Hey, guess what? You're, it's creepy. Yeah. It's not going to be great. But there's an exchange here. You get free rent. You yeah. know, you, the pajama thing. Even Harvey's not drugging anybody. I don't know. that. that we don't know yet. I don't the know. The extent. I'm yeah. just talking shit. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, for the stories that I've, I'm hearing, he's just like he's just trying. Like again, throwing he's it. he's missing a lot of pitches. Like over the years, right? So if twenty five women have come forward, how many did he just fucking knock it out of the park? Inside the mind of Bill Cosby. Wow, what year uh, is that? I wish we could really get in there. It's I'd just like, all pills and yeah, rape. Re record that just album. Coming and people that are asleep. <laughs> What's the favorite thing? Yeah, yeah. That, how is that your <laughs> the favorite too? Like I need you to be totally dead. <sighs> I don't know. Um, I've heard theories. Yeah. One, one of the theories that I heard that was kind of interesting is that when you are that much of a celebrity in a time where there's no repercussions, like mm -hmm. pre-internet, right? Yeah. That your um, your thoughts of who you are in comparison to how, who other people are is that you really literally feel like you're royalty. Mm. Like you are, you're better than other people. Mm. You know, I worked at a casino once and they told me that this was before Bill Cosby got arrested. This is when the allegations were just uh, before they were even emerging. This was before anything happened. They were talking about how weird he was and <laughs> that he made um, the employees all sit down and watch him eat curry. He, uh, he had to have everybody in that was working there, door people, box office, mm -hmm. they had to sit in the room with him and watch him while he ate. Mm -hmm. And then he had a security guard tuck him in to bed, like literally tuck him into bed at night when he went to sleep. What's with the curry, though? He did, wanted people to watch him eat. And then watch him take a shit. <laughs> I don't even think... He's like, I think, come on in here. I mean, you could <laughs> you could be generous and say, well, maybe it's like his way of getting over stage fright. Like, he gets over the feeling of people watching him. Like, all these people staring at him and then going on stage. Like, it could be an effective strategy. Like, if you really think about it, mm. if you have a room full of people that are just staring at you and you're just doing normal stuff and then you go on stage, it's like you've kind of relaxed. Sure. Do the, does that make any sense? I mean, also, I, no, not. I mean, it does. <laughs> <laughs> it, it does for somebody who would who would. I, I just, for me personally, 
the power move of doing that is such an asshole thing. Like, hey, yeah. everybody stop what you're doing. Watch me eat curry. It's so yeah. absurd. It's like, do you really need that? Is that... This is the woman who was working there was telling stupid. me about it. That's how she was thinking of it. She's like, he's so weird. And I was like, how so? And then she was just telling me all these stories. But they, in the dressing room. They'd all be standing around. That's a power move, though. 20 people. That's a power. That's, that's hey, do, do what I say. Yeah. Tuck me in. Tuck me in. Tuck me in. Like, you would climb in bed, and you'd have to, like... <laughs> Like Tuck. a little burrito. Yeah, a little burrito. Read him the story. That's how I like to go to sleep. Give him his baba. Yeah. Ooh, shut the light out. Now leave. Ooh. That's so dark. Well, you know, like a lot of these people have like a whole team of handlers, you know? Yes. Open the door for Mr. Cosby, you know, like Mr. Cosby sits yeah. down. You know, you, you might want to buckle him up. Want to buckle up, Mr. Cosby? Mr. Cosby just sits there. You buckle him up and he just drives weird right yeah it, it's i'm not even like i don't know i can't connect i mm. don't know some people i think probably like the idea of royalty like being royal but it sounds like a jail it sounds terrible yeah i i follow on instagram uh kate you know the Who? the new royal oh uh, what's her name kate of it's Winslet? like kate of berkshire or whatever fucking <clears throat> prin princess of berkshire kate. And it's such Princess a Princess Kate Middleton. <laughs> yeah, Kate Middleton. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and the fantasy, and I think, uh, in addition to the like thing, right? That that sort of whatever culture is the culture of people putting forward their best image all mm. the time. You're not really posting. Yeah. And could you imagine the absolute hell of being that twenty four seven? I mean, I, I I would hate it so much. But does someone look forward to that? Like someone? Yeah. Does someone go? Oh, I wish it was me. Yeah. Some girls dreaming of being <laughs> Kate Middleton. It would be amazing. <laughs> I want to be Kate. Look at her. She's, she's very gorgeous. pretty. Yeah. No, she's fantastic. Do she's doing a great a, job. Do you think he's got a hog on him? No. Tall, skinny guy. Might have a hog. I, you know, the Brits <coughs> are not known for... For hogs? I lived in England for a year. I did not uh, do anything. I didn't touch an English hog, but I had a, a gay friend that was touching all the hogs. Hmm. And he was like, I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed. Hmm. Yeah. What, look at this comment. Great-grandfather John committed suicide at age 30, 43. His sister Julia remained a spinster her whole life, I believe. She lived with brother Ebenezer, the shipwright. What the fuck kind of comment is that? This guy's leaving a bunch of comments, apparently. <clears throat> yeah, well, it's just weird? Yeah, just a bunch of stuff. Talking to Hitler. Yeah, look at this. Iran deal? What kind of... <laughs> Obtruse, scandalous, and disgraceful gnosis is this. I am not one of the grand and glorious vetted ones privy to the global secrets. Like, oh, this uh -huh. guy's a nut. Hmm. This guy's uh, leaving some interesting comments. This is uh, Kensington Royal Instagram page. How many likes do they have there? 119,000. Conor McGregor shits on you, Royals. <laughs> he shits on your numbers, too. 2.2 million. Damn. <laughs> Spit at that. <laughs> You know who's a, what's a great Instagram is um, passenger shaming. Have you seen <laughs> what this? What is that? Oh, it's fantastic. It's a it's a flight attendant, and she takes photos of people putting their nasty feet up on the oh, seats God. and on the trays and acting like fools. <sighs> and then she puts it up, and they talk some shit. It's fantastic. Yeah, see, mm. people look at this. Look at this nasty. Yeah, people are gross. Ugh, putting your feet up on the fucking thing. Oh yeah. Do it all. I just had someone do it last week to me. They put their foot in between the seat. 
See how that dog is? Their foot was there. So you saw the foot yeah. while you were looking down? Yeah. Like, foot was right there. Did you say anything? No. I just took a picture and put it on Instagram. Yeah, just like that. <laughs> it is nasty. People are fucking gross. And sometimes their feet will touch you. Ugh. Like if someone's hand touches you, no big deal. Yeah. The but your fucking stinky feet. <laughs> you know what my daughter did the other day? The same one that's making me wear this gay bracelet. <laughs> my daughter made this bracelet for my seven-year-old. She's fucking hilarious. She had a, uh, a Band-Aid on her finger. and She kept it on all day. And she goes, Dad, smell my finger. I'm like, I don't want to smell your finger. She goes, come on, smell my finger. I go, I don't want to smell your finger. She goes, it smells like roses. And I smell it. smelled like Joey Diaz's feet. It was so nice. And she's laughing. She's like, ah, it's disgusting. <laughs> she thought it was so funny that she got me to smell it that I gave in. After I'll go, okay. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's, it's rad. Just, this tiny little seven-year-old. Like, It's just so funny to her. It's so good. It's funny when you're going to see this about your son as he, he gets older. They have their own little way of talking and thinking about things and yeah, communicating like with you and the little calculated way of uh, interfacing with the world. Yeah. It's so weird. I see it already. I see some manipulation techniques. Does he talk? He's starting to, yeah. Yeah. Words, words, yeah. mama, da, da, and he can yeah. say certain things. Yeah, it's cute as fuck. I love it. Oh, it's so amazing. I like it. So strange. It. You're making people. It's bananas. And I always, we look at him and I'm like, we, we made this dude. Yeah. Like one weekend in Virginia Beach Woo. when you were at the Funny Bone. Do, 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 <laughs> right. Do, we, were, do, we were eating do. at Roots Chris. <laughs> and then this fucking guy. Oh, yeah. Do you guys, like, when bananas. you see Tommy now with this crazy fitness routine, I mean, he, he looks fantastic. I, I mean, I saw him the other night. I was like, Jesus Christ, look how fucking great you look. I love like, it. he's he lost all that weight from the weight loss challenge and then just fucking ran with it. He is so much happier now. And I, I sing the praises of the fat shaming campaign. <laughs> and I think that shaming is such a wonderful tool to get people to jumpstart whatever it is that they need to But people accomplish. don't want to hear that. No. But shame is a wonderful... It, it's, not, it's, it's not necessarily bad to feel shame. Shame is okay in small doses. It's it can motivate you. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, some people need to be motivated. Yeah. And then whatever way they can get... But the thing is, it's, it makes people feel bad, and people don't want people to feel bad. Yeah. Well, feeling bad is what makes you change. But some people, when they shame you, they're shaming you because they're just being mean. Any positive consequences that come from that are just inconsequential. They're just, they're just lucky. Yeah. You know? But in this case, I think it was a constructive shame. And, uh, well, they were both wanting to lose weight. And yeah. Tom and Bert were both shitting on each other <laughs> equally back and forth. Yeah, so crazy. But what was interesting is like fans got really into it and were really mean about it. Yes. And, uh, and really funny about it. We got many submissions on your mom's house, international submissions of like uh, English teachers in their classrooms like teaching them how to say bird is fat in English and yeah. then like speaking Indian or something. It was it was really cool. Well, so many videos. Tom started doing like local TV stations yeah. and talking to them about how fat bird is. <laughs> and, it just, <laughs> and it would get online and it just got so crazy. Yeah. You know, and then people would go to Bert's show and yell out, Tom's fat. Yeah. You know, and like Tom's shows, people yell out, why is Bert so fat? I, I definitely think the Bird is Fat campaign took off a lot more. A lot more. I would yeah. say that got some heat. And uh, I think his podcast, uh, Bert's, is struggling in comparison to Tom's and yours. <laughs> I think you guys have a much more powerful presence online. Yeah. And it's like, uh, he fucked with the wrong dude. He did. He did fuck with the wrong dude. Now, Sober October, mm. we are, how many, 11 days in? What's today? Yeah, today's 11. the 11th. Yeah. So, so everybody knows, I'm not smoking pot, all right? 
Why? Because I got shamed into it because Ari was being a fucking bitch. He's like, you can't smoke pot. I'm like, I can. It's just that wasn't part of the deal. And I thought about it on September 31st. I said, or whatever it was, September, what is it, 31, 30, 30. And I was like, fuck this. I was like, I don't need to smoke pot. I'm going to take the whole month off pot too. So I've taken the whole month off pot. And one of the things that's interesting is my dreams are really? intense. I had a dream last night. Mm. And maybe it was because I paying attention to all this Harvey Weinstein shit. I had a dream last night that there was some Russian woman who was like married to some Russian dictator dude that was uh, seducing me. <clears throat> and I was the terrified. The dude was seducing you or the no, girl? No, the girl was. Oh, yeah, yeah. The woman was. She was like uh, some really hot Russian woman, but I was terrified of her because mm. she was like the wife of like some really powerful man. Mm. And she was like making me hang out with her. And like I didn't fuck her in my dreams, but uh, like I was like, you know, basically like being submissive to her you wow. know yeah, it was very strange and we were on a boat somehow or another like it was super vivid and we we're looking out and i looked out the window another boat was really close to us but it didn't collide with us I was like oh but it was like super vivid and i was thinking like wow like and um this is last night yeah and i was thinking i didn't have any alpha brain before i went to bed either it wasn't like one of those dreams but it was uh it was really vivid like really and that's one hmm. of the things that i'd heard when people stop smoking pot is that their dreams become very vivid hmm. and you remember your dreams now in uh my my therapist will do dream analysis hmm. on me uh, and it's usually people who represent either feelings you have or you don't really dream you dream in symbolism right so the russian lady could be whoever it could be your mother your sister your wife your blah, I think she blah, blah. represented power to me oh. like the feeling of being um, like you know like it's it's very unusual for a man to feel like they're in a position where a woman has power over them unless it's your boss right so for me it was like this uh, feeling of this woman who I couldn't say no to and I was scared of mm. and because she was like the she was married to some dictator you know, and she's like, come into my room. I want you to hang out with me. And she was really beautiful. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, I'll do whatever. But I was like really like nervous around her and, and you shit. you get it on? No, not in the dream. Uh. Not unless I forgot that part. Yeah. I mean, uh, it was really weird. It was like, because I was like, I better do what she says. Like one of those things. And I was thinking like, man, I wonder what that, that's, if that's what it feels like to be like, like someone who had to deal with someone like Harvey Weinstein. Like I was yeah, wondering if sure. that, that's what planted that seed in my head. Like if I was a young starlet hoping to uh, make it in the business and he was the guy that held, you know, possible my, my future in front of me. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, also the dreams. Uh, anyway, my shrink says that when you do your dream analysis, <coughs> a lot of times it's feelings you can't deal with in waking life. So you'll, it's mm. the feeling in the dream. All right. What do you power, think they would say? What do you think they would say about this dream? I don't know because I don't know enough about your personal life. Mm. I would have to know more about your dynamics, like between your wife, your whoever else is in your world, because mm. it always represents other people. You won't you won't ever dream like if you have problems with your mommy or your daddy. It's not really you never. For instance, whenever it's just so weird, but whenever I dream about. My father, I actually dream about Howard Stern. Like, I associate <laughs> the two. Yeah, so Howard Why? Stern shows up. Uh, it's, they have a similar sense of humor. And I grew huh. up on Stern, and I see Stern as, like, a paternal... You know, he could be my dad. Like, in a lot of ways, he's my comedy dad. Like, I grew up just oh, worshiping wow. Howard Stern. Yeah. So whenever I dream about Stern, I know it's like, oh, I have a, it's a dad issue. Would I'm you be having. weirded out if you did a show? 
I would I fucking love it so much. It's my yeah. dream. That's one of my... Sh- I don't get geeked out on celebrities. <coughs> I don't really care. He would be the only one that I'd, I'd be nervous. He to. was the most important thing that I ever did, for sure, to me, in my mind. He was like... Uh, like I didn't give a fuck if I was on a Tonight Show. That didn't mean anything to me. Yeah. I was never a Tonight Show comic. Like yeah. my In my mind, like all those things were like for people who wanted to do seven clean minutes. And I, yeah. I was a Kennison guy. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I liked Kennison. I, yeah. I, I liked... I liked Dice. I liked, you know, I like Richard Pryor. Like, I didn't want to be that kind of squeaky clean comic. So to me, Howard Stern was like this groundbreaker. Like, he was like the first guy to ever just do an all talk show on regular radio, right? I mean, he used to do songs, he used to play records, but then it became just the stuff in between the records was even better. And then it became all that. And when I was a kid, I mean, I had heard, like, there was some funny shows in Boston where, back in the day when they had real DJs and shit like that, but I had always heard about Stern, you know? And then once I, I first started listening to him, and it was like he was on in Boston as well, and I was thinking, like, that, that's the, that's the holy grail. Like, yeah, that's, dude, the when best. you get there, especially then, back in the day when he was on, like, regular radio and everybody was listening, it was like, you know, you'd get, like, 18 million people listening to his show. It's fucking crazy. There's nothing I ever liked that before or since. No, and I used to, I worked in my dad's shop. My dad had a forklift repair shop, and I'd have to fucking work there every summer. And I remember starting at, like, 12 years old, I started listening to Stern. He was on, like, the radio here in L.A. in the mornings. And I would be so bummed when those four hours were over, and then I have to listen to whoever fucking dickhead was on after, like, whatever fake nonsense yeah. radio. And then, like, But Bongo Fiesta came out. <laughs> I remember remember that? that? Yeah. That was the shit. And they had, like, the, you know, the, the KKK guy. Yeah. And, oh, that stuff was so, it was so radical. It was so funny. Yeah. Remember Private Parts? Of course. I've seen it a million times. Yeah. You know, to me, too, he also represented this fight against the suppressive free speech of the right-wing people that were in power at the time. Because um, the FCC went after him in a huge way. They were fining his station hundreds of thousands of dollars for doing, like, potty jokes or something like that. And talking about penises. Like, they would attack them and, like, literally fine them hundreds of thousands of dollars. It was a direct assault on free speech. Because it wasn't even words that they were saying. Right. It wasn't even forbidden words. It was, like, topics. They were deciding what people could and couldn't say. And he was, for all of us who were comics, he was at the front of the line of that shit. I mean, he was he was the guy that was taking the hits, mm. and in a lot of ways, it boosted him, you know, because everybody was aware that he was like being attacked and people were outraged. Yeah. But it was it represented when Bush was in office, when yeah. Bush was the president, and we were all kind of freaked out by that this was happening. You know, that this this guy who was this really funny guy, they were deciding he was a criminal, and they were fining his station hundreds of thousands of dollars for what for. For making people laugh, like so crazy. Yeah, so for me, it just it represented so much. It was just so, it was so crazy. It was just that was the most nervous I've ever been in my life. I, oh the my night God. before I did it, and actually I did yoga. The night before I did it, I did yoga in my hotel room to calm myself down, and it worked. Yeah. Yeah, I was super super calm. Dude, that would be like a. I would love. I would. It'll love probably to happen. Oh man. Do 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> what about what was I gonna say? Oh, I fuck, I forgot now. Yeah. Ah, I don't know. Got mommy brain. Yeah, I got mommy brain's a real thing. Brain. Yeah, it for sure is. It totally changed. I don't sleep through the night anymore. I wake up all night. You hear like things too, right? Like what? What's going on? Everything okay? I sense everything, man. My yeah. spidey senses are always on as a mother. Imagine. I know what's up. Get a little human you made with your own body. 
It's fucking bananas. I don't know why women act like it's not the biggest deal in the world. It is the craziest thing in the world. What women act like it's not the biggest deal? I feel like it's very normal for some people. Like, I just, da, da. I just really? feel like I feel like we need to be like blown away by it constantly, and we're just not blown away by it enough. Well, you know what? You don't have a, a you know, fifty-hour-a-week day job <laughs> and a, a dickhead for a husband. You know what I mean? Oh, right. Maybe think, that's why. Yeah, I mean, for those women, yeah. like, yeah, fucking kids still alive. Guess I gotta feed it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think it's the experience is different depending on what kind of relationship you have with your partner, you know? Yeah, definitely. Partner sounds like you have a gay girlfriend. My gay partner. Yeah, right? My Can't Ellen. say partner. Like, a, a guy said that to me about his <laughs> girlfriend once. Well, you know, me and my partner, we've been living together for a while. I'm like, what? Your partner. Your partner. That's what. That's a homosexual. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, Tom he and I- He was calling his wife his partner. Yeah, it's, that's stupid. That's like only for partner. gays. That's Are not you for partner in crime? Are you guys criminals? Like, what <laughs> You're your business partner? What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. It was just such a weird way yeah. of describing it, my partner. Monroe for too close for comfort? Just put a strap on on you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> we were watching uh, As Good As It Gets last night, and Greg Kinnear. Was that the I same? hated that movie. Oh, really? The I love it. movie made me angry. What part? What made you the angriest? Because he's a racist. And they're going to fix it with a pill? Oh, it was right, so yeah. stupid. It was so fucking stupid. Is it like she seemed like this really sweet woman who had a kid, and Jack Nicholson was his old cunt, and that's as good as it gets? Like, what kind of fucking message is that for people? <laughs> like, this is so stupid. I never and the, thought of the it. The writing way. was so dumb. I was like, oh, you're going to fix his racism with a pill? Get the fuck out of here. That is so stupid. Like, oh, I'm all better now. I don't hate Spicks. Like, fuck off. <laughs> fucking stupid movie. I hated that movie. <laughs> I'm like this poor lady, she seems so nice. <laughs> like maybe find a nice guy who's sweet to you. I I never thought of it that way. She just settles for this yeah. old shitty racist yeah. creepo who needs to take drugs to make him somewhat normal. Yeah, she ta he takes drugs to make him not a racist. It's the stupidest idea ever. And he kind of manipulates her yeah. by sending the doctor over to care for her child. She's yeah. she's in need. She has no money. As good as it gets. Yeah. This is not as good as it gets. <laughs> Hang in there, sweetie. You can get better. You could do a lot better. <laughs> that was pre-Tinder. Uh, Jack Nicholson, She though. couldn't swipe right. She could not swipe. No, yeah. there was no swiping back it's then, You just got to find some other nice dad, and your your <laughs> kid gets along with their kid, and you have another fucking Brady Bunch type That's deal. That's right. That's yeah. right. You could have done that. This is uh, the story of a man named Brady. <laughs> What's her name? Alice just died, right? Yeah. Who's alive still? The dad uh, died of AIDS, right? He died. That was bananas, right? We found out the dad was actually taken in the keys. Had no idea. <laughs> oh, so anyway, Greg Kinnear's character, his parents disown him because he's gay. Yeah. And and last night, Tom was like, "Can you believe this shit? This is like what twenty years ago. Yeah. Like, this was that was considered a thing that like you would disown your child. Oh yeah. Now it probably it's still like, is a thing. Oh, yes, it is. But I'm in, saying like, it's Kansas way less. Kansas and shit. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. South Dakota, they fucking kill you. Of course, they kill you. <laughs> they hunt South you. Dakota, Fuck you, Rogan. <laughs> We're normal now. We have the internet. I'm kidding, folks. I run out of things to say. They, I free ball. They bow hunt. Yeah. The queers. The bow hunting queers. Is that what you guys do? <laughs> the hunting hunt the gays no no the gays aren't edible <laughs> <laughs> oh hunt and the queers can you imagine um i was reading this thing about cannibals my partner about the the i know it's a weird thing to say right it, i guess you had to dance around you you couldn't be like my boyfriend my girlfriend no yeah. it's his wife he was calling <laughs> he was calling her his partner <laughs> 
<laughs> People are so fucked up. Well, it's, I must think that a guy like Partner. that is like so programmed by like liberal sensibilities yes. that he's like, he wants to put her on equal ground. <laughs> it's not my wife. I don't own her. She's my partner. <laughs> We're in this together. <laughs> totally drinking the, the, the Kool-Aid. All these yeah. bitch-made yeah. men. There's bitch so made. many just bitch-made men out there that just... <laughs> Wearing slippery shoes and walking around with tight pants on, they can't take a punch. Uh, They're just just barely getting through life. Let's talk about barely this. men. They're barely men. They, I, you know what? It's so funny because Tommy yesterday he goes, you know what, Christina, you're you're like a 1930s man. Because I'm so <laughs> <laughs> a cigar in the corner of your mouth yeah. reading the paper. These fucking yeah. faggots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, because I'm a little I'm <sighs> traditional. I actually am very traditional about this kind of stuff. Look, the truth of it is the fucking guy uh, wearing the string bracelets and the thumb ring and the ponytail and your chakra alignment and the Reiki, that's just a fucking thing for him to get laid. At the yes. end of the day, yes. he's just trying to convince you to fuck him. Well, he's I, just trying to play the spiritual angle. He, that's right. Yeah. That's his game. Well, this is what I was saying on stage last night. You know, I did Jeremiah Watkins' show. You ever do that show? No, I have to. I hear it's it fucking so amazing. fun. Stand up on the spot. Yeah. You just make up things. People yell things out at you. But one of the things I was saying, we were talking about male feminists. Somehow the subject came up. And I was saying, if you could give any one of those guys a pill that would turn them into that Thor dude, that Chris Helmsworth dude, they would all take it. Thor, the most powerful. Of them. Yeah. Yeah. You'd, and then they would just be themselves. Yeah. They wouldn't have to. Like, I was I was talking about this tweet that I read that literally made me want to punch my fist through the fucking laptop. <laughs> this guy said, I'm not calling myself a feminist until women tell me I'm doing feminism correctly. <laughs> like, he's just, like, literally cutting off his dick and offering it on a platter. I don't need this. I'm not about that. I'm spiritual. Well, and here's the truth. of, I mean, at least for me, I appreciate when a man is down for the cause. Like, I, I get that. Uh, but it's not sexually, it's not attractive to date a, a guy that's like a girl. For me, personally. I like mm. I like men. Sexist. It, totally, 100%. Are you sexist? Yeah, probably. I don't know what I am. <laughs> it's okay anyway. to girl be sexist. I don't even know. I, I feel like it's okay for a girl to want uh, traditional gender roles. It's very suppressive if a guy wants them. That's the, the thought process. The oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, because we have the option to be like the stay-at-home mom or the career lady. But if you want, like... A guy to be a man, that's okay. But if right. a man, I like a woman who just shuts the fuck up right. and lets me bang her. Right, right. People are like, what? Right, you're considered a yeah, shit. But a girl can say, I like a guy who just grabs me by my hair and fucks my mouth. Right. And you're like, whoa. And you're like, whoa, she's so empowered. <laughs> wow, there's a lady that she's not slut shamed. Yeah. yeah she could be herself. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You know what? I don't know. I think I, I, I just, we, all of our issues stem. The real issue, all of our issues stem from actual sexism, actual discrimination. If if we didn't have that, if we just had people judged by the, on the merits of their behavior and their character yes. and what they're capable of, and we would just look like that's one of the things about the stand-up comedy world. Like maybe audience members, like you, I mean, you would be able to tell much more than I would that they. You know, I, I definitely think that some guys see a girl go up and they go, oh, fucking, what is, your, what is she funny? Uh, right? That was the whole environment I s came up in. For sure. Arms folded. Yeah. What the fuck is this girl going to... This girl going to be funny. Great. How uh, long is she up for? 15 yeah. minutes? Maybe I should take a piss. Yeah, 100%. Go to, go to yeah. the bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But in the world of comics, it's very egalitarian. Yeah. If you kill, you're, you're a comic, right? Like nobody, none of the, nobody in the comedy world looks at Ali Wong as a girl. 
She's amazing. She's just a comic. Yeah. She's she happens to be a girl, but she's she's just a killer, right? Yeah. That's how everybody looks at her. Yes. Like there's like there's like a thing, there's like a level of the video game that you get to where you slot into, oh, this is a peer. Like yeah. she's a killer. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. And that's that's an interesting thing about the world of comedy. Like when you're a killer, people think of you as a killer. It doesn't matter if you have a vagina or a penis, if you're gay, if you're straight, mm -hmm. if you're murdering it, you're you're in that group. Right. It's the great leveler, right? Yeah. It, 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 yeah. It's a very it's very true. Yeah, because like nobody can hold your hand for you once you get up there. No, no, and, and it's it's a it's a very ballsy thing to do, and and either you you fail and you fail hard, or you succeed and you succeed hard. There's no there's no uh, middle ground. But I definitely I mean? think women have a way harder go at it because I think that sexual topics. That you either are the slut, like you were saying before, yeah. or they're weird. Right. Because if you're just a, a regular woman and you're talking to these strangers about like how you like your asshole licked and you're really right. embarrassed about it, people are like, what the fuck? You know, and <laughs> girls will get mad at you. If you're attractive, girls will get mad yeah. at you because their husband's laughing. You're like, yeah. oh, you think that's funny? She's yeah. gross. She's disgusting. Yeah. And then politics are almost off level. Forget like, it. You, I mean, people get mad at you. They will get mad at you if you, like, if you're a, a Trump supporter and you're a woman and you're on stage and there's a bunch of people in the audience that are yeah, liberals, yeah. they'll get mad. Forget if it. If you're a liberal on stage and there's Trump supporters in the audience and you start shitting on Trump, they'll get mad at you. Stick to the jokes. <laughs> Stop with the politics. Stick yeah. to the jokes. Yeah. Well, what I've noticed is that at least here's my, my thing. I have hope for this, the millennials. I think they're changing how comedy is consumed the podcasting world it's millennials the early adapters and they grew up watching sarah silverman lisa lampanelli all these motherfucking bad bitches so now when the millennial comes to a show that 20 year old boy doesn't have the same bias that the men who i started in front of uh had you know what i right. mean it's a given that a woman is a comic now it's way right. cooler it's way different but don't you think there's I, i'd like to think i'm not a millennial but i'd like to think there's less sexism yeah no, uh, it's less accepted. Yeah, I mean, when I started featuring, I literally called the club in the Midwest, and I was on Chelsea lately. I go, "Hey, can I, uh, can I do your room? Can I headline, or even just feature? No, feature." Well, you know, Christine, and I have already booked two women this year. Whoa! Yeah, the whole year. The whole year, guys. That's it. That's We're all. Done. Fifty-two weeks, fifty of them. Yeah, and uh, and I was like, "Wow, I'm never going to do your fucking club again." But you know, I heard shit like that. The whole time we coming already up. booked two women. Imagine if that was with a guy. Oh my god! Imagine if guys it was that hard to get into comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I already booked two dudes. We only have so many swinging dicks. I know, but again, you know, but with that feminism shit, and I, I try not to look at the, the problems of the world. Like I try to fucking transcend it. Like I, I can't even. Sp I used to be so much angrier at feminism and all this shit when I was in my thirties, and then I, now I'm just like, you know what? I don't give a shit. I don't care what society wants me to be or what the fucking rules are. I don't care. Yeah. Fuck you. Life is too short for me to even worry about what this person thinks or the society is thinking. Well, I think that like what you're seeing like on college campuses where people are like, super radical, left wing, progressive is, I, and I think you're seeing that with young people as well. I think people are just trying to work out the world. Yeah. You know, and sometimes they work out the world by assuming some sort of uh, a, a behavior pattern. And that behavior pattern could be right wing or it could be left wing. I mean, it could be feminist. It could be, you know, whatever. They could be genderqueer. They'll try that out for a while. I'm going to shave half my head and wear yeah. a nose ring and, <laughs> yeah. and say fuck cisgendered men. And like people get weird. <laughs> yeah, they, that's true. And they just assume these patterns and try them out 
for a while, almost like dressing punk rock, you know? Yeah, like yeah, start yeah. wearing Doc Martens and rolling your jeans up, you know? Oh, I love that time. Yeah. I was really good at that. Did you that do that? That was my lane. I was punk as fuck, dude. Were you? Goth and punk for Any like... weird piercings in the face? Did you no. do the nose or the, the, the jeans? lips? Or... No, I, you know, I was too sensible because I knew uh, that I'd have a hole in my face. Ooh, you're always sensible. I was so controlled. Yeah. Hmm. I only have one shitty tattoo. I got a tramp stamp in the 90s on road rules. Ooh. Yeah. Do you think that that control thing was because your mom was nuts? Yeah. 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 My world was out of control, so I was like... I, I have to be responsible. I was the one that was responsible from the time I was, you know, a little, little kid. Right. I grew up fast. Right? That makes sense. The parentified child, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> that's, isn't that, that's, um, you find that a lot. It's interesting. It's like, I have this dilemma. I've talked about this with Brian Callen and a lot of my friends that are dads. It's like, all my interesting friends came from fucked up childhoods. No. But I don't want that for my kids. No. Right. So what is that? Like all my favorite people <laughs> came from fucked up childhoods. Game recognize game, son. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It, yeah, but it's because your your wires are whatever crossed a certain way, same way, similarly. But you don't want to fuck up your kid. I, I have the same dilemma, believe me. I yeah. don't want my son. Then again, I'd be super thrilled if my son grew up and was like, I'd love I'm going to be an accountant. I'm just going to be normal. Would you? Yep. I don't want him to be in show business. Like this is the this is craziness. Yeah, this business is not for normal people. Especially is, the avenue that you've carved. Stand up. Yeah. What do you mean you too? Yeah. Yeah, we've carved horrible. Yeah. It's crazy. It's bananas, and I I was just I mean when I look back on who we started with like 14 years ago and the attrition rate. Ugh. I mean, ridiculous. There's no re It's just bananas that we can even make a living at this. Like, there's no reason I should be. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I said, it's crazy. Well, it's one thing that, you know, you start off and you suck and you keep working at it and right. you suck less and then you start getting less and you start doing better and then you start working and you keep building and you keep moving as long as you keep moving. And sometimes you'll have some setbacks, like probably you when you were doing Chelsea lately and me when I was doing news radio and, you know, and if you just, if you can get back on the horse, get back moving, Yeah, you can... Pick it up, and next thing you know, you got a motherfucking Netflix special. <laughs> whip, whip. Oh, shit, it's out right now. Oh, shit. Right there. Mother Inferior. It's available right now. Thank and uh, we'll wrap it up with this. Mother Inferior. Available Thank for scream streaming. Screaming and streaming. Screaming. Both. Right now. God damn it. Christina Pazitsky, ladies and gentlemen. Aww. And uh, make sure you watch uh, and listen to your mom's house. Fantastic podcast. Yes. And uh, let's do this more often. Thank you so much for having my me. My pleasure, Super my friend. Super fun. Thank I, you. I enjoyed it too. All right, folks. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. OMG, we did it. <laughs>